Okay. Okay. Listen, here's the thing. Uh, you say that it is crazy that there were better games out there. Uh huh. You voted for Pokemon every single fucking time, didn't you? <laughs> um, let me look because there was genuinely one time I did not vote for Pokemon. All right. Uh, so- no, I voted for Triangle Strategy against Pokemon, so you can eat my whole ass. Eat your entire ass. Okay. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. What about Starfield? Uh, is that what went up against Pokemon? Uh, yeah, I definitely voted for Pokemon on that. <laughs> I, um, and then Stray. It went up against Stray too, right? I yep. voted for Stray. Oh, okay, yeah. I really cannot wait for that game. I'm really. Excited I about think Stray. that game is going to be a lot better than it has any reason to be. Yep. <laughs> I am right there with you. What is the focus? Like, I know you just play as a stray cat, but like, what, like, is, do we know any more details about it other than that? I mean, that's all I know. Oh, that's, I mean, that's kind of all you need to know. You're, you're not wrong. What, uh, what did Pokemon go up against first? Uh, for Spoken. Oh yeah. Fuck that game. I definitely voted for Pokemon on that one. Dylan, what, what did you go? Oh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. What? What, uh, in the in the first round, Pokemon or Forspoken? Uh, Pokemon. Okay. What about against Starfield? Uh, Pokemon. What about Triangle Strategy? Pokemon. <laughs> You're the reason that Pokemon is in the finale, you son of a bitch. I am <laughs> one person. But did you vote Pokemon over Stray? No. That's. I'm pretty sure... I don't know how Pokemon beat Stray... Dude, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly how. Mm, I'll tell you exactly. How. Hold on. I told Kayla, make sure you go in and tell everyone who follows our page at work to go and vote for Stray. And she said, okay. And then did not do it. I, I will this say. All Kayla's fault. <laughs> I know that. Uh, I, I can't remember which game it was up against, but I know at least at one point. Uh, where Pokemon was up against something, I told Madison about it, and I was like, "Hey, just go on, you know, your your main account, and you know, go follow Culture Bot if you haven't already, you dumb bitch, and uh, vote for uh, Pokemon." Well, she took that as okay. I'm going to use all three of my Instagram accounts to vote for Pokemon. Was it against Stray? <laughs> no, it wasn't against Stray. She would have definitely picked Stray. I think it was when it was going up against Starfield, because I think, if I remember correctly, Starfield, uh, that round was really close. Yeah, I think Starfield I think, got I think shit it on, didn't thing. it? I mean, until uh, Madison voted with fucking four, oh, three or four counts. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, fuck the rules. Fuck the rules. And I was like, I mean, we don't have any rules saying that you can't vote with multiple accounts. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you. I did it. <laughs> I voted for, I ha, I still have access to all three Instagrams I voted for. Okay. Because now I, I don't feel so bad voting three times too. <laughs> yeah. I voted twice on all mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Are, are we the only ones who voted? <laughs> yeah. I'm starting to wonder. <laughs> I think it was us, Tony just- and Justin, and that was pretty much it. Look, those little shitheads we need to talk about because I've just found out some dire information. Uh-oh. The whole betting on us thing is not a joke. About what? Wait, what? They've bet on us about who completes this challenge. 
Oh, see, wait, no. are you serious? I was talking to Jeff about it today in stream. Unless he is fucking pulling my dick, dude. I was like, <laughs> let me let me ask you. I was Did like, on some real all shit. Three of us would lose. <clears throat> I said, on some real shit. Are there some betting shenanigans going on? And he was like, "Oh, there's definitely betting going on. Money never sleeps." <laughs> oh, uh, that's just Jeff being Jeff. No, no, I don't think so. I think that was directly between him and fucking Justin because Justin's the one that keeps asking me, "Hey, man, how you doing on that challenge? Why the fuck would he care?" <laughs> because he bet on you to win. <laughs> yeah, because he or to lose. Oh, there, man. It's it's happening. I already know that everybody in that Discord bet against me winning or Wait, against yeah. me completing the challenge. So That's what given. do you think? Uh, so if they're betting, what do you think they're betting on? Like whether or not we'll all complete it, or, or I don't fucking know. Let's find I'm, out the rules. Judging by we? some, judging by some of the conversations I've seen in the Discord, I think they're they bet individually on who they thought would actually finish yeah. the challenge. It was like their prediction uh. episode. <laughs> <laughs> because i specifically remember seeing tawny say talk bring me up and he was like look i love the guy but it's just not fucking happening oh my god i mean but isn't he right though austin i mean if considering i haven't completed a single game yet and it's february uh, <gasps> probably not oh shit is it february uh, it'll be next January week. 26th so yeah basically yeah, essentially round up um no if that's really happening dude my now god i have to win now I have to finish all these. Yeah, you're going to make someone rich. I really should have put Pokemon Arceus on my list, and I'm kind of kicking myself in the nuts that I didn't. Yeah, well, it sucks. but either way. I'm going to have to play it. Fuck me. I mean, I was going to play it anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter to me. I fucking wasn't, though, Austin. Well, too bad. You are now, bitch. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. You are listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Pop. Bet you guys didn't expect that, did you? No, I'm very nowhere. I always, always count us down. I didn't do it this time. No, you didn't. I'm, I'm <laughs> raging on the inside right now. Boner? Yeah. Big old boner. Sure. I mean, that's just when I hear Josh's voice in general. <clears throat> I mean, let's be honest. But yeah, you're never in his stream. That's weird. No, That's I'm not crazy. ever. Yep. Or maybe because if you streamed at more me. convenient times. Uh oh. Hey, hey, hey! I stream when it's convenient for me, brother. And that's all that matters. <laughs> but it's <laughs> not convenient for me. That's why I'm not there. <laughs> Dude, I was so real quick aside before we get into this. I was talking to uh, my. Uh, I, I guess he's technically my boss. Uh, mm -hmm. I was talking to him earlier about. Um, this uh, this guy who I had gotten on the phone with for like a client that I gotten on the phone with, and I was like, man, this dude's voice is just like straight ASMR. Like I could listen to it all day. It's so fucking soothing. I've never in my life up to this point understood ASMR. It's always kind of like made me uncomfortable. Really? But like this dude's voice is just so fucking soothing, and like like. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so I'm telling him that, and uh, he's like, yeah, I'm so envious of people like that. I think my voice is so fucking stupid. And I was like, yep, I listen to my voice sometimes, and I think, God, this person's a fucking idiot. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> and I feel like... Uh, that's yeah. weird. I, I never think that about myself. Well, some yeah. of us are... Uh, you know, the, the type of people that uh, don't have self-worth, Dylan. Or just any worth. Or <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. <laughs> listen, listen. He came so we have quite quick a show for you it, today. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're finally back at regularly scheduled episodes. Unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I guess technically we started last week. Um, but, but we've been doing so much since we've had a a regular episode, uh, we decided it was a good idea to do a catch up episode. Well, we were going to do that last week and then Microsoft had to go and do a big dumb and buy fucking Activision Blizzard. Uh, and that obviously prompted a, uh, change in our topic of the show. So this week we have finally decided to return to that catch-up episode. We're going to talk about all the things we have done and played since December when we started recording our Game of the Year episodes. So, without further ado, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop Man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Uh-Oh Martin and Austin Spaghetti-O Stevens. <laughs> <sighs> Damn it, Dylan. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I, I For like half a second, I thought it might have been Austin who did that. And I was like, nope. 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 That was me. That was you. Real shit. How do you guys feel about Spaghetti-Os? you think they're good? No, I don't fucking think they're good. That's the right answer, Dylan. I used okay. to love them when I was a kid. I Dude, can see they're, that. My kids eat them all the time, and I think that shit smells like fucking Play-Doh, and it makes me want to burn my house down. Dude, it smells It's awful. so gross. I don't know how anyone eats that shit. My niece doesn't even heat that shit up. She just eats it straight out of a can, and I'm like, you're an animal. <laughs> I, when, you said, when you said, I don't know how people eat that, my first thought was like, people eat Play-Doh? <laughs> <laughs> did you ever try it as a kid like take a bite play-doh uh yeah, yeah i think i did Dude, that was, that was the worst day of my kid. life it's disgusting yeah it's That's, not at all um, fun fact play-doh's not allowed in my house really I, I think it smells awful it makes me want to peel my skin off it's not allowed in my house it's a Can weird I one your skin off i don't know it's just okay. for fun i don't yeah. know if there Absolutely. is a smell <laughs> out there that makes me feel that way um <laughs> It's uh, yeah. it's it's gross, dude. It's such a gross, like nauseating fucking smell, and it it I mean, gets get on everything. You don't, you can't get it out of shit. Like oh, you get cigarette. that shit in your carpet, it's done. That's cigarette smoke to me. I will fucking oh, kill myself. Oh, cigarette smoke, so gross. See, I'm I'm the opposite. I I I love that shit. I know I, you little addict. I adore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Women who smell like cigarettes are just like ten out of ten, top tier. Just I random women who Did smell like smoke? cigarettes usually have STDs. You know what? Okay. Ooh, that- <laughs> my question was: as long as it doesn't have an H, it's curable. Beforehand, well, back to my question: um, Did your mom smoke? Mine? No. 
Okay. No, no one in my house smoked growing up. I just always associated myself with nasty people. So I just came to like the smell. Okay. <sighs> I'm doing great. Good. That's good. Good. Glad to hear that. Are you over all your sick shit? Uh, like COVID, yes. Oh. Yep. All that's gone. <laughs> he said every. He said everything else. No, it's still there. Yeah. yeah what? No, yeah. I was gonna say. What about all the other stuff that's wrong? No, with that's you? most <laughs> definitely still there. He said, In "No, I'm still facet. depressed. Still depressed. Still anxious. Still a little <laughs> freaky." You know, oh, um, but I am also excited. Okay, are you? Uh, when you say freaky, do you one. mean you like cigarette smoke on women? I don't no. think that's freaky. I think it's just kind of gross. But oh, it's, yeah, it's disgusting. Did you say gross, and that's your fetish? Uh, yeah, I can have a fetish and still admit that it's gross. I know anyway. what I'm about. Okay, I am excited though. For what? Okay, thank you. Second try, I got it. Because I'm proud to announce. <laughs> That thanks to our official, unofficial lawyer, we have a new sponsor in Archie's Palm Chief Palace, where you can get the happiest and saddest days of your life by picking up a puppy. Is that what you've tried to set up for like three times now? Yeah, it was twice, but yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great time. Good job. Yep. I, just I love all of our sponsors. I have them, on the, have them on the hotline right now. We might have some other news by the end of the podcast. We'll see. Please awesome. know. Jeff, we'll see. please, please no. Uh, I'm saying that like he's fucking here. Well, <sighs> he's like my Jamie. You know? <laughs> hey, Jeff, pull that up. Guys, I watched Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, we're yeah. just jumping into the shit now, man. Yeah. Okay. How was it? It was good. Don't act like you care. I don't. <laughs> I've he never doesn't. seen any of them, so I don't. Uh, you're what's one. wrong with millennials. Or Am I a millennial? I don't he's a know. he's a he's a zoomer. He's a zoomer. I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of it means, but <sighs> just for Tony. Um, yeah, <laughs> no class. Uh, I don't believe so, sir. <laughs> Listen, we have been doing this for fifty-four fucking episodes. Yeah, there's no class. Come on. <laughs> the class is out the fucking window. <laughs> this shit's been it gone since like episode in two. The window. It was never in there, ever. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so yeah, I watched uh, Ghostbuster Afterlife, mm-hmm. uh, and I enjoyed it. Wow. Uh, How did this, the sexiest man in America do? Uh, Paul Rudd? Yeah. Uh, he was great. He he did everything that he was asked to do. Um, he's He, he, he was, you know, typical Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I am. I obviously this is a, a movie that takes place some uh, what like twenty years, thirty years after the events of like the second movie and everything, um, and uh, it kind of follows a new group of characters and it does the whole like reboot uh, sequel thing where like it's. A way to get a new generation out there while, like, paying homage to the stuff that we uh, we loved before. It and panders to both sides. Do what now? I said it kind of panders to both sides. Yeah, yeah. generation in the new yeah. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially because it has the kid that plays Mike from uh, Stranger Things in there, right? Yep. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people know him. Um, yeah, I, I, so... Uh, 
I have some problems with it that I'll I'll address uh, probably also. Uh, spoiler alert: when I get to talk about the Matrix Resurrections. Um, but overall, I, I felt that it was good, and I think that part of where the whole like requel thing kind of falls apart for me is when there's an over reliance on stuff that you know and um and and focuses on that more so than building like a a good new story for what you have right like you're trying to make a new ghostbusters movie and you want to tell a new story so tell that new story don't get me all bogged down with all this other bullshit trying to uh, address the past like that's where the star wars sequel trilogy really fucking fails um you know that's that's where i i think i'll I hate to say it, but I, I, I think that that is part of the part where the 2018 Halloween falls short is just over-reliance on the past. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't think that Ghostbusters necessarily does that. Uh, I, I think that it uh, tells the story, the, the new story, uh, this sort of like family drama in a really nice way. And it has some really great acting from, uh, Amy Sedaris. Um, and especially who I would consider the, the lead character who's played by, um, McKenna Grace. She's, she's relatively new. I don't think I've seen her in anything before this. Um, but she's, she's excellent. She's a, she's a child actor and she's, she's very good in this. Um, yeah, I, and I, I liked a lot of the stuff it was doing to that end. It felt like a a nice, wholesome, like, family movie, right? Here's the thing. Okay. Ghostbusters was never a family movie. Ghostbusters was never, never sentimental. Ghostbusters was a dumb workplace comedy. So when you start bringing in the sentimentality of it, it doesn't work quite as well, uh, I don't think, because it is missing the spirit of what made that original movie work. And to that end, I think that this kind of fails at being a Ghostbusters movie, right? I, I think that there's, I have qualms with the second one. I actually, st I still actually think that the second one is way underrated. Everyone hates on that movie way too much, but it isn't as good as the first one. Even still, it is a Ghostbusters movie, right? Ghostbusters Afterlife is not, I don't think. I think it is more concerned with being a family, like, uh, I, I say drama, but like, y you know what I mean. And I think that I said it doesn't rely too much on the past. And I think that that is true to an extent with the story that it is trying to tell. But the thing about it is, is there is so much in here that is like very much shoving in your face. Look, Ghostbusters, don't you love this? Don't you love this? Like the entire plot, spoiler alert, deals with fucking Gozer the Gozerian again. Like, 
you couldn't come up with a new villain or anything like that. Like it's it's like it's in this movie just to be like, hey, you remember Ghostbusters nineteen eighty four, right? Like there's Stay Puff Marshmallow Men. There's a, a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man scene that, while having some really funny shit in there, feels like it's there just to be like. Hey, you remember the 1984 Ghostbuster movie, right? Like, you remember that. It was good, right? And when you have to rely on that kind of stuff, I feel like it's you covering up for your mistakes in in the movie that you're making. I don't think that this movie's bad by any means. I thought it was I thought it was good. But I do think that movies like Ghostbusters Afterlife and The Force Awakens really do themselves a disservice by leaning way too hard on their source material. Um, yeah. Uh, I I feel like I was really harsh on it there at the end. But I, I, I do want to reiterate, I did really like it. Like, I, I really liked it a lot. So... This is not know. on my to-do list. Seven out of ten. Okay. I, 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 so, I, that's mediocre, but sure. Uh, mediocre mm. is like a five out of ten, but... Yeah. Uh, no, seven out of ten is good. I would play a game willingly as <laughs> a seven out of ten. Apparently so. I mean, what do any of us know? Nothing. We're all just on a floating rock trying to figure things out. It's true. Well, it's true. Speaking of rocks, you've what? been watching Attack on Titan? Oh. What? <laughs> that is a uh, pretty good reference, actually. Fucking uh, how? Because uh, in season three, there's like a whole platoon of characters. They get crushed by fucking rocks. It's a big deal. It okay. was sad. So was you mean like a scene? Uh, a I mean, it lasted for a couple episodes. I wouldn't just call it a scene, but sure. What, they fucking Dragon Ball z the same group of people getting squished by fucking rocks? Yes. Literally for like three straight episodes. It was just and like people say it's a from different show. angles. Shut up. It's a great show. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, as of uh, I think it was like December 8th or something like that, um, the second half of the final season of Attack on Titan started airing. And oh boy, um, they kind of ended the first half on a cliffhanger and then just uh, went balls to the wall. Um, I will say... I don't remember the name of the studio that animated the first three seasons, um, but I believe it was MAPPA uh, that picked up the final season, and they are just blowing that first season out of the fucking water. Um, the animation in the show is is absolutely fucking incredible, um, even with its use of heavy, heavy CGI that I typically tend to think looks really bad in anime, and most animes don't pull it off very well. Attack on Titan seems to do it... Pretty fucking flawlessly. Um, the uh, I'm also going to talk about spoilers a little bit, so I, I guess if you're listening and you're currently watching, yeah, don't listen to this. Um, or just, you know, skip until I'm done ranting. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, at this point in the story, essentially what's going on is all of your main group of characters from the first three seasons have realized that they are not uh, what's left of humanity, and there's an entire world that fucking despises them um this this, uh, there's i watched uh there's a youtube channel called wisecrack where they kind of broke down the philosophy behind the 
uh, climax of Attack on Titan. And essentially what's happening is Eren has essentially become the main antagonist, kind of just completely unhinged and chaotic. And it's just saying fuck you to everything and everybody. And at first you kind of think he kind of makes you feel like or kind of makes you think that his whole plan is to end the suffering of his race by pretty much making them unable to have children and continue on with their race. He was like, if our race dies, there's no more of its suffering. Uh, apparently, that's a real ideology that people have called antinatalism. That was cool to learn about. Had no fucking clue that existed. Um, but now you're at this point in the season, you're kind of starting to realize that's not Aaron's main goal. His goal is to just kill everyone except for the people from his island. Uh, everyone else in the world is going to go and it's kind of just up to everybody else to put him back in his fucking place. Um, I, I already know how the show ends cause I read the manga. The manga finished up last year. It, it's great. Apparently from what a lot of people are saying, like leaks and shit like that. Um, apparently the anime is actually going to end differently from the manga and it's going to pull a time loop kind of scenario which is fine, but Evangelion did it first, and I kind of don't care anymore. Um, but uh, it's it's really, really good, uh, and you should check it out if you haven't what, already. What do you mean pull a time loop? Because I know how it ends, but what do you, that, what do you mean? So essentially, um, because I, I, the biggest piece of evidence that people use is the first episode of the series actually starts significantly different than the first episode of the manga. Um, it, both of them are Aaron waking up from a dream, but waking up from a completely different dream. And I, I don't really know how to explain it without super heavy spoiling everything. Um, but essentially right where the manga ends is supposedly where the anime picks up. Um, so if you, you know, you said, you know, the ending, it kind of, kind of just goes off from there. What and I apparently there's talks of them also doing a movie uh, that is going to be an alternate ending from both the anime and the manga. And what the again, fuck are they fucking multiversing this shift? That's what Just I'm saying. It uh, again, it's cool, but like you're kind of making it overly complicated at this point. I'm um, stressed. I don't know if any of that's true and if any of that's actually going to happen. I don't think anybody does. There's a lot of evidence that kind of points to that. But unfortunately, nobody is really sure. Um, I personally, me, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't even think the anime is going to finish the manga. At the rate that they're going, they're doing like two or three chapters per episode. And there's supposedly only like four more episodes of this season. So that leaves like a whole eight to ten chapters that have not been covered. And personally, me, I, I think they're just going to do a really high budget movie to finish it off. And I kind of hate fuck? that. I kind of think that's just cash grabbing at that point. But as long, as long as the anime is done, as long as the manga is done justice with just completely flawless animation, I'll be okay. But after seeing um, Demon Slayer's movie animation, I don't know about that. I, I I think the animation is really good, but I think its heavy use of CGI is kind of shit and looks awful. But yeah, Attack on Titan, it's great. I'm super I'm excited impressed. to finish it. That sucks, man, because it's secondhand suck for me. Um, Attack on Titan, I would say, is probably Sabrina's favorite anime. Mm -hmm. um, she is super into it. 
Um, I think she's even picked up a couple of issues of the manga. Uh, personally, Ooh. I think she has. Um, she just loves it. So yeah. I hope that they can series. at least do it justice for her. Like, I haven't told her how it ends. I obviously want her to Don't be surprised. Do Don't ruin um, Right. And it's it's really a brutal ending to me. It like, is. It's a beautifully brutal ending. thrown off. Yeah. I was not expecting it to end the way that it fucking did. Um, the cool thing about having read the manga first is I, I, I work with a lot of people that actually surprisingly like anime because they're all in like their fucking early 40s, which is odd. Um, but I mean, I'll probably be there myself when I'm in my early 40s. So I guess I really can't fucking say anything. But uh, it, it's cool having read the manga because I, I work around a bunch of people that, like, have only watched the anime. And uh, low-key, I'd be dropping fake spoilers just to throw them off. I'd just be saying oh, hell yeah. absolutely wild shit. Like, uh, I did it with uh, – there's a girl in our QC lab that uh, watches Demon Slayer. And um, I was like – and I I said uh, all five of these characters are going to die. And she got really upset and freaked out. And I was like, yeah, none of that happens. And I think that's fun. It's better than that's the people that actually spoil it. Then you're a dick. Yeah, that's not good. You're a dick. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. I mean, so. yeah. Contribute. <laughs> uh, I I like anime. Amine. Why are we all on Michael the same page? Let's go. No. <laughs> fuck. Never mind. I'll talk about that in a minute. All right. Uh, hey. Let's see. There. You guys have four. I have four. So I'm gonna go again. Oh and, no. And then and then I'll let you go, Dylan. I was about to say, I don't have four, brother. I'll allow you. No, yeah, yeah. I, I have four, and then you two collectively have four. Okay. Yeah. You're bigger. So, I'm, I'm bigger. <laughs> uh, so, Matrix Resurrections. Guys, have did either of you see this? I've never even seen the original, so no. Okay. Wow. Actually? I, that was like yeah. my next question. I was going to ask if you guys... Uh, loved the originals. Yeah, people shit on me for n- having not seen it all the time, and now I just haven't seen it out of spite at this point. I'm sure it's a great movie, but I'll never know. Oh lord. Um. Okay. Dylan, ha- uh, have you? I assume you've seen the original, right? Yeah, I've seen the original. I actually never saw the uh, two sequels though. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. First one was cool. Okay. Have you seen this one? Nope. Okay. All right. Uh, No, no, it wasn't. Uh, I'll go ahead and I'll throw out my rating up front. Seven out of ten. Okay. Um, Keeping a trend. Yeah, keeping a trend. I want to love this movie. I really, really want to love this movie. And as it stands, I only really like it. Um, And and maybe not even really like it. I I might just like it. Um. So this one falls into, I feel, the same pratfalls as Ghostbusters Afterlife. I think that from a storytelling perspective, I think that this hits some of the uh, same beats that Ghostbusters Afterlife does, where it's telling a new story that's kind of wrapped up within the uh, kind of like sentiments and stuff of the original, right? Where I think this one differs is I think that it actually has something to say about those old movies. And I, I think that to an extent it does that really well. Uh, like 
I think the first probably 30 to 45 minutes of this movie are real good and is doing stuff that, like I talked about last week with, with Scream 2022, it's really taking a for, sort of like a examination of that original like phenomena and being like, well, was it really that good? And, and like, and just examining like stuff about like what we, what we do to art, you know, like how art is kind of like commodified now and how like we use the nostalgia of that old art to like make money. And I think it has a lot of really cool fucking things to say in the first 45 minutes. And here's where my problem is. It drops it at like the 45 minute mark and just turns into a rehash of the original matrix right down to fucking sequences ripped from the movie. Like, and it does not do them better. I think this one, one of my biggest problem with, with this movie in particular, is it, uh, did you guys watch since eight? No. Like the, the uh, Netflix show? No. Okay. All right. I started it. I got probably four episodes in, and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I want to like this way more than I actually do. And part of it is because I feel like the Wachowskis kind of lost their edge after The Matrix. Like, they went on to make uh, Speed Racer, which I actually think is a lot of fun. I kind of think that that movie's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I, I think it totally and completely captures what made the original anime like fucking cool. There's a speed racer movie. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, Emil Hirsch and, uh, Matthew Fox. Huh? I didn't know that. I kind of want to go watch that now. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's fun. Um, but after that, they went on to do Jupiter Ascending and Cloud Atlas, both of which I think are kind of fucking hot trash. Uh, I kind of think both of those movies are really fucking bad. Um, and then since they came around and it started off really promising and it had a very similar feel to what I, I think the Matrix was. And the problem with it was it it didn't know what to do with its concept. Like I felt like what made the matrix really, really fucking strong. And especially once the sequels got involved was like a philosophical bent. And I don't think that since they ever really wanted to fucking do that and the action sequences in it fucking sucked. Um, I don't know. I, I know I'm in the minority on that. I, I, but you know, whatever, uh, here, this movie looks like it was fucking shot. Like since eight, like it looks like it has a fucking Netflix budget and that sucks because I remember watching matrix in, you know, 2000, 2001 or whatever. And thinking this is the coolest fucking shit I've ever seen in my entire life. This movie kind of looks like fucking dog shit. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really think that this movie, to an extent, 
really, really has something fucking special going on with what it's trying to say about, again, nostalgia and reinterpreting like art and how companies commodify art and prey upon that nostalgia. And I think that it, it has a lot of really interesting things to go with and then just never ever finishes saying what it thinks. And that's really unfortunate because I think that the Wachowskis have some interesting shit to say, but this doesn't let them do it. Mm -hmm. So, Hmm. I don't know, man. It's like I have a little interest, but not enough to captivate me to go see it. You know, it's it's the same <laughs> with the uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. I is this still on last uh, movie I saw. Is this still on HBO Max or is it all? Uh it might be. I know it came out like a couple of days before Christmas and they were doing the whole like one month for a month, yeah. So it might be but I I, I don't know. Shit might be coming off like today. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That that was see just because we were sick, I could have watched it in that time because we did think about it. But it was just like we would just rather go watch something else. I don't know. It is not on HBO Max anymore. Oh, so it's gone. Damn. The first three are though. It's like I really enjoyed the first movie. I saw it when it came out way back when, but. I don't think I was ever captivated with the franchise enough just to want to watch two, now three more. Yeah. No, I feel you. Uh, I I actually, uh, I, again, I think I'm in the minority on this one. I think that the second one is, is the most interesting. Um, I think it has the most to say in that second movie. Uh, I really like the third one, too. I, I, I kind of think that the third one's a little bit underrated. Um. Mm. They're yeah, all, I don't, I don't know. aren't they, aren't they all on Hulu or Netflix? Uh, I would think that they're on HBO cause I'm pretty sure they were Warner brother. Oh, releases. maybe it was. I have so many fucking streaming services. I don't know where I see them at anymore. Right. <laughs> they all yep. blend together. Speaking of streaming services. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, hey. That transition. Yeah, I know that's much better than the fucking pile of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was a better transition than he thought it was. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway, fortune has been in my favor recently. I have been, because of COVID, and I recovered, but I had an opportunity there to start streaming again for a while, mm -hmm. and it's been amazing, dude. I, I've even gone back to work, unfortunately, and I've been able to kind of, I guess, figure out a little bit of a schedule, even though it's going to be late, late at night. Uh, like towards like eight thirty, nine o'clock that I'm able to start streaming. But even for a few hours, man, it's something. Um, and I'm excited because I've been, I haven't gone to like no damage runs like I was doing. I've been playing, uh, competitive games and just trying to learn something new. Um, I've had a ton of support, uh, after coming back. I mean, a ton of support. Both of you guys have been in there a couple of a good few times now. Josh even stopped by. Josh, did you stop by today, by the way, midstream? Yeah, I did. And then you just dipped. 
I didn't mean to. Hey, that's but fine. I was um I I stopped in to say hey and then I, I was streaming at the same time and uh <laughs> I know this is going to sound funny, but I got an audience, so I was like, I can't talk to Dylan, and I can't have Dylan like playing in my audio, so... Right. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it happened. I know this is like a little offshoot of what we were just talking about, but I'm streaming, and I, it's during Josh's scheduled time to stream. I see him pop in, and he's like, this guy, and I'm like, oh, Josh, how's your stream going, man? Nothing after that. Like, he immediately <laughs> just leaves. Oh, man. But yeah, you guys have been supportive, but then just uh, I had tons of people from work supporting. People from the Discord have been coming in there. Tawny, Bryn, Justin dropped a follow, didn't say shit. Uh, and Jeff <laughs> specifically <laughs> uh, has been in there quite a lot. And then just new people already flocking in. Uh, people resubbing. It feels like I never left. And then wider, the wider community. Like even though I'm not rocking one of those Dark Souls games, uh, uh, they're coming in and they're they're having fun and supporting me. We had uh someone who comes in who they're like, hey, I'm a part of the wider community too, like in the minority because they actually stream Josh only horror games, like oh. straight up. Yeah, Dead by Daylight, Dying Light. Um, they said Blair Witch and Back for Blood, stuff like that. So I thought that was really cool that they were a part of the wider community and uh, streamed something like that. Their name was Riff versus Raph, if you want to check them out. Um, I think it's actually a, like a, a couple duo, and they stream those horror games together. Uh, okay. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is, man. And then the, the, the founder of the Widers, Nostradamus, came in just the other day supported me threw me out in the discord it was really nice and uh he talked about some charity events coming up that i might be taking part in i don't know um it's pretty cool though man I, i've been having a blast and it feels like i never left yeah, oh, yeah. dude uh, you i for the streams that i have jumped in on man you haven't missed a fucking beat thank nope. you it feels good dude it's it feels like home inevitably that's what I personally want to do with my life. I feel like I can do with my life. Um, I don't think I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm great at very many things, but I think I'm good at this. Uh, and I just want to keep rocking soon. Like I'm going to keep rocking with the multiplayer games I got go going now that I'll talk about a little bit later, but Elden Ring is coming out within the month. And that will be the, I think the first like story game that I stream um, here for, cause I don't have anything planned to do, Right now, later in the year, when I'm taking the challenge a little more seriously, I will absolutely stream Ori. That's my most anticipated game from my list, and I stream the first one, so I'm absolutely going to stream the second one. But uh, Elden Ring right around the corner, and it's going to be a lot of fun just to sit there and play that with the community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I always make sure I stop in for at least five minutes to tell you good morning. I, that's Austin. the classic. Even if I just get the Austin's one good morning and that's it. That's okay. That's all you need. That's that's better than this guy, and then just never saying anything again after. Like <laughs> <laughs> Josh consistently chats, and I'm sitting there trying to have a conversation. I was like, oh, "Okay, see ya." Like I felt like in my head it was hilarious because I'm streaming. I know Josh is streaming, and then I see like I just imagine Josh just getting like this twitch. He's like, "I need to go say something." to dylan and then he stops his stream stops talking to his chat and he's like this guy closes twitch and he's just like instantly gratified he was like that was good <laughs> that honestly uh, sounds like me and <laughs> <laughs> it had me cracking up but you've been streaming too dude i have yeah yeah i uh i have a schedule put together uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do it as as 
I, I'm going to try to stick to it. I'm going to make this a thing. Oh, yeah. It's really enjoyable because so the thing that I like about watching your streams is that it you don't have to have a chat going in order for you to keep talking because whether I'm saying anything or not, you're actively reading, commentating, informing about what's going on in the game. So that's the kind of streamer I like where you don't need anything from a chat. A chat enhances the experience because you're also responding to them, but you, you keep going through your streaming. Yeah, I, I definitely try for sure. Um, I, I, cause I know when I, when I watch, I, when, when I do watch streamers, I notice when people are uncomfortable and they just don't talk. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to make people who are watching not like if they wanted to play Final Fantasy the way that, I, you, know, you know, what I'm doing right now, they could just go play Final Fantasy. What am I bringing to the table? What am I doing to like keep them engaged? That's how I feel about it. Yeah, it's good. And that's that's how I like to look at it, because only you can provide the experience that you're giving on your stream. Only yeah, exactly. you can experience the game the way you're going to. And that's what I like watching about people. If you don't want to talk that's fine. But like you said, I can just go play X game if I wanted to. So mm -hmm. have something going. Yep. There you go. Speaking of having something going. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> uh, I watched Red Rocket. Is that a dog okay. penis? <laughs> uh, everyone keeps saying that, man. And yes, it is. But, but no. <laughs> is that what it's about? No, it is not. Uh, but it does involve penises. Actually, yeah, there there are at least two uh, scenes where there is dong hanging. Bigger. Oh small. shit! And we get a little phallic. Yeah, it's like a it's a it's it's a fucking nice sized dick. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Damn, I'll check it out. Describe it for me. This might be uh, the only <clears throat> movie you ever present that I watch. <laughs> this man heard dick, and he's there for it. I'm interested. He's there for it. He caught my attention. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so. uh... Red Rocket is the new um, movie from Sean Baker. Uh, Sean Baker is the guy who was behind the Florida Project, which is one of my favorite movies of 2017. Uh, he is behind the movie Tangerine, uh, which was shot on an iPhone 5 or maybe a 6. I don't remember. Uh, about the uh, the transgender prostitutes. Um, and uh, yeah, I really like this dude's movies. I think that he is doing something completely different than almost everything else that you see in like movies today. Uh, he, when he makes his movies, he goes around and there are some like actual actors in his movies, but a good amount, if not all of the supporting cast in his movies are always local people that he finds in the shooting locations. Um, so it brings a, a, a different sort of, uh, I guess, flavor to his movies. It makes it, it definitely makes them seem way more realistic. Um, so this one in particular is about a, um, oh, how do you, how do I want to describe this dude? Uh, a real piece of shit. Um, his name is Mikey. 
And basically, the movie starts off with one of the greatest. It actually starts and ends with the greatest needle drop like I have ever witnessed. And it's bye, bye, bye. And it is just so fucking perfect the way that it starts and ends the movie. I mean, like, it's just it really is fucking genius. Uh, but it's about this guy named Mikey who comes back home to, um, Houston city, Texas, uh, not Houston or no, sorry, sorry, not Houston city. It's Texas city, Texas city, Texas, which is near Galveston and Houston, like down near the, the Gulf coast. Um, so he, he goes or he comes back home after being in LA and being in the porn scene. And he tries shacking up with his uh, not quite ex-wife, his estranged wife. Uh, I don't think she ever signed the paperwork or whatever. And you immediately get the sense that this guy is no fucking good. Like, at all. He, He comes into town. He's got a fucking black eye. He's literally wearing a fucking wife beater and jeans and nothing else. Like, you just know this dude is up to no good. So... He comes back into their lives. They kind of reluctantly give him a place to stay. And this dude just straight up does not shut the fuck up. And you can tell the entire time that he's talking, he's just full of shit. Like the entire time. And it's really, I think the movie ends up being kind of a look at how people are willing to give others the benefit of the doubt even when it's clear that they shouldn't and there's a lot of stuff in here that is almost on the nose uh that shouldn't work and kind of i think gives the movie just a little bit of a knock for me because it is like just it is right on the nose but they set this during 2016 and the election and there are clips of uh trump talking and it is very clear the parallels that that this is having with with the man that you're watching and they're both fast smooth talkers and these people around him buy into his shit there's a guy who lives next door to Lexi, who is uh, Mikey's um, ex-wife or wife or whatever. But there's a guy who lives right next to her who she used to babysit when he was little. And Mikey goes over to him one day and is like, hey, man, nice ride, blah, blah, blah. And the guy is like, oh, my God, you're fucking Mikey. You're Lexi's you know, husband or whatever. Like she used to uh, babysit me whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he's immediately smitten by Mikey who again, I I need to like ram this home is just a complete and utter piece of shit. And this kid for lack of a better term is immediately drawn into him. And then you look at Lexi and her mom and uh, eventually the little girl at the donut shop who is, 17, so technically she is legal, according to, you know, Mikey or whatever. Uh, they all get drawn into his bullshit. And to the point where Mikey, 
<laughs> for, uh, I mean, well, plot reasons or whatever, literally starts grooming this little girl to be in like porn. He's going to be her pimp, more or less. And it is really a kind of like a, a real meditation on how people get taken advantage of. And I w- could not take my fucking eyes off the screen, dude. Like it was the performance from Simon Rex as Mikey is just flawless. If this dude does not get nominated for best actor, it is a fucking crime. He's so fucking good in this. I really loved pretty much everything about this fucking movie. And the ending to this movie, I won't give away, but it is perfect. And it is very much in the same exact vein as the ending to uh, the Florida Project. Um, Simon Baker, or not Simon Baker, Sean Baker has made another masterpiece. This movie's good. This movie's great. This movie's fucking excellent. Uh, nine out of ten. Loved it. Fuck yeah. I'll probably check it out. Sounds really cool. Yeah, and I said that about the last movie you talked about, which was the Florida Project from him. I did truly add that to my queue to watch. Um, so this might just be another one on there. I still haven't watched it. I just fully intend to. You just know me by this point. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel that. No. Yeah. Uh, I actually real quick before we move on there was a review I had pulled up specifically for for this uh, and I I think it sums up the movie really nicely it says it's 130 minutes of the what the fuck is that allowed vine I don't know if you guys remember Uh, yeah but I do that's funny so good stuff what did you um, say this movie was on? Is it on? I'm sorry if you said it. Uh, uh, I saw it in theaters. I'm sure it's going to oh, be. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be on VOD soon because this was a very small movie. That's that means video on demand, Austin. Yeah, I know what VOD I'm means. Just making, thank you. Okay, thank you. Catching you up. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad. No problem, son. Uh, Austin. Tell me about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Speaking of dads and lineage, I guess I tried to make that make sense. I don't know if it did. You're doing great. Um, Yeah, this is an anime I put off watching for a really long fucking time because I despise its fucking fan base. They are kind of the worst. Um, (laughs) They're not quite as bad as Attack on Titan, but they're they're pretty fucking terrible. Um, But essentially what happened was uh, back in like late November, early December, we were hanging out with uh, my good buddy Johnny, who has appeared on this podcast, and his girlfriend, and they were asking us if there were anything we were currently watching. You know, we said no, just kind of rewatching stuff that we, you know, know that we really liked. And she was like, oh, well, you should try JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think you would really like it. And I was like, "Mm, no, probably not. I would probably fucking hate it, just like I hate everybody who likes that show. And then I had a bad day at work and I just started reading the manga on Shonen Jump and I instantly fell in love with it. I think this series is fucking fantastic. Um, It is essentially a generational story um, about a family called the Joe Stars and their never ending fight with an undying evil. And it's really great. Um, I am at part four. I am halfway through part four and I, 
I'm struggling to get through it because I really don't care about part four as much as I did the first three parts. Um, really? Uh, yeah, dude. It's like Josuke is just not doing it for me. Like I just, mm. I, I don't think he's he's as good as a, of a protagonist as the previous three Joe stars. Um, I personally, I uh, Joseph is my favorite. I love part two. I think part two is. Even on its own, I think part two is a fucking masterpiece. I love every second of that shit. Um, and then part three came along and kind of introduced the whole stand concept, which uh, I part of me kind of feels like Persona just kind of ripped that off. I'm not going to lie, because they work essentially <laughs> the same fucking way. Yeah. Um, Stands are basically Personas. Pretty fucking much. Um and yeah, dude, I, I, I really like it. Uh, apparently there's like nine parts, even though I, uh, I'm pretty sure only up to part six has been animated and I keep seeing clips of part six and I want to just skip everything and watch it so bad. Cause it looks so good. Uh, but I'm going to try to get through it. I'm going to try to get through part four. Um, I, I, I almost can't even really talk about it cause I'm struggling to remember what even fucking happens in part four. I am so disinterested in it. Um, but everything else is great. This is a phenomenal anime that blew me out of the fucking water. And I think everybody should check this shit out. It is very good. And that's it. I'll have more to say when I'm fully caught up with everything. In like two years. Okay. Two years. God damn. It's How like, fast did you finish Naruto again? Two no, it was you read it. Yeah, that's two weeks. what it was. Yeah, I read all fucking 700 chapters in two weeks exactly. Jesus Christ. So I don't know. Maybe I can do that with Jojo. The problem with Jojo is every single part, like as far as the manga goes, every single part, the chapter count doubles and it gets fucking. I, I think the <laughs> only exception to that is part five, Golden Wind. Uh, that's actually the, uh, the shortest chat, the shortest part. It's only like 30 chapters long. Um, but God damn, part four is just so fucking long. But I'll get through it eventually, and then I'll, I'll talk about the show again and kind of give my full thoughts on everything once I get to everything that's been animated so far. So, but it's great. You, everybody should, everybody who likes anime should watch this show because I think it's a masterpiece. Hmm. How do you feel about it, Josh? I know, I know you've uh, watched it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so I've only seen through season four, I think. Um, mm. Season five is the one that just came out, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, part six with Jolene. Okay. Uh, so I haven't seen five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, I Yeah, I, I really like fucking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure a lot. Uh, I really think that the animation for season one is kind of a turnoff because it doesn't necessarily look good. It's kind of it limited. Yeah. Um, but as it goes along and, and keeps like picking up, e- I feel like each section mm-hmm. or, or not section, but uh, like story, like it, it, season, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. gets better and better and better. Oh, um, for sure. And, and I kind of, to an extent, think the stories do too. I really like, I really like part one. I think part one's, a good sort of like entry kind of start to it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's almost like an oddball sort of shonen mm-hmm. uh, thing oh, for sure. And then two really kind of, kind of starts to take it in a different direction. And they're more like characteriza- characterizations 
for everyone mm. in there. But three is where I think it really hit its stride. Yeah. And three and four, I fucking love. I love both of those. Part three is is great. The uh, the final act of part three with Jotaro and Dio is just fucking fantastic. Yeah. Every bit of that fight is incredible. Um, I, I think one of the things that drew me to this show is, like, I feel like it's especially a problem with shonen anime. Like, yeah, shonen anime can get kind of goofy, but like it sometimes I feel like they tend to take themselves a little too seriously for what they are. Mm. And I feel like Jojo doesn't do that. It's a very off the wall, just kind of goofy bullshit show that kind of goes in with everything. And it, I feel like it balances the seriousness along with the goofy oddball bullshit really fucking well. Um, and I, I think that's why part two is my favorite. And I think that's why Joseph is, is by far my favorite of the Joe star line so far was cause that dude just didn't give a fuck. He he's mid fight and just starts running away. And they're like, Whoa, you, you fucking coward. And he's like, no, I'm just trying to think of something to do. So I'm going to run away from you until I figure this shit out. And then I'm going to come back and kick your fucking teeth in. And it's <laughs> awesome. I love Joseph for that. Um, but it's very good. I, I can't wait to finish it. I'm surprised that it's still an ongoing series because part one came out in the mid 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking uh, Hirohiko Araki. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah. Something. Um, yeah, he I think he tried to do like a traditional shonen mm-hmm. uh, right before he started Jojo. And then it only ran for like one volume or something like that. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to move on to this. And since then that's been the only thing that he's worked on. Yeah. I can't remember what the name of it was, but I remember reading something that he, he did have a series before Jojo and it just kind of flopped in Shonen Jump. It just didn't really do all that well Mm -hmm. or when whatever, whatever fucking magazine that carried all that shit was printing at the time. I don't know if Shonen Jump even existed then, but I, from what I've read, it was printed in some kind of magazine and it just kind of flopped. But then he created Jojo and everybody and their mom fucking loved it. So he's like, yep. fuck it. I'm running with this. Um, uh, I just, God, I kind of hope it ends soon because Jesus fucking Christ, I got fucking five more parts of this shit, but I'm excited to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. Great. Uh, all right. My last movie. I saw Licorice Pizza. Mm-hmm. This is the title. new movie from P.T. Anderson, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, who is responsible for some of the best movies of the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made uh, Punch Drunk Love. He made There Will Be Blood. He made The Master, uh, Phantom Thread, Magnolia, fucking um, Boogie Nights. Like the dude's just like. He cranks out masterpiece after masterpiece. And this is uh, another one. Um, I think that this actually would make a really good double feature with um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, because they are both uh, set in 70s California. um, And they're both sort of like hangout pictures uh, as opposed to like having like a plot. They both really just kind of like let you hang out with characters the entire runtime. And they're both really, really fucking funny. Um, I loved this movie. Uh, this is my third favorite movie of the year. 
and I, I kind of really almost can't tell you why, like, I, I mean, I can, I'm going to tell you why I think the movie's good and stuff, but like that, but like it, I, I mean, I mean that more to say, this is a movie that like, I, I think a lot of people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. They're going to either like see that, like they're either going to think that there is no point or they're going to kind of like just get enraptured with what's going on on screen. And I fell into that second camp. I, from the moment go was just in it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, uh, so like I said, it takes place in seventies, uh, LA, like Encino, I think is, I, I don't know if that's like a suburb or anything like that. I don't fucking know much about LA, but, uh, that's where it's set. And it's set, um, in 1973 or 74. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't really remember, but basically it follows, um, this guy named, uh, or well, this kid named, uh, Gary Valentine and this, uh, woman, uh, named Alana Kane. And it kind of follows their relationship, uh, as it kind of grows, like they kind of, uh, I mean, it's, it's sort of a coming of age movie. Uh, like they both kind of like, uh, quote unquote, grow up over the course of the movie. But even that's not really true because they're actually kind of like already grown up, which is weird considering that like Gary is only 15 and I, Alana is 25. But like, I, I kind of feel like it's, um, like she has the more of the growing up to do, even though she has already grown up it like it's, it's a whole thing. Right. But it really is about, I I think finding yourself and, uh, and finding people who understand you. Um, like I, one of the, one of the lines in the movie is, um, Alana's asking her friend, she says, do you think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his, uh, 15 year old friends or whatever? Uh, it might actually be her sister that she asked this to. Um, and then the sister's like, uh, no. And then she says, I think it's weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15 year old friends or whatever. And to an extent, like it is like it, the movie starts out with Gary asking her out on a date and it's like, whoa, like what's going on here? Like you're 15, she's 25, whatever. And like, he's, he's a little hustler. And I it really do. They fucking, um, Alana Heim who plays Alana Kane and Cooper Hoffman who plays Gary. Uh, I, I would beat the fucking drum for them also for best actor and actress. Like they are, really, really fucking awesome in this movie, especially Alana Heim. She's fucking extraordinary. And this is her first ever acting role. Like she is astonishingly good. Um, almost like she's a natural at it. Like I, I don't fucking know. Uh, but the movie really works for me because it is like a, It's this is going to sound so fucking lame. It's the magic of fucking movies. It literally took me to 1973 fucking California, L.A. And 
just set me there and let me watch what was going on. Like there's this, there's scenes in here that are like ripped from like actual, like, uh, I don't know if they're like urban legends or whatever, but like, these are stories that happened where like they, uh, one of the, um, fuck, what's his name? Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name from fucking mystic river. Sean Penn, uh, Sean Penn plays like an older actor and he performs this stunt in a, uh, a golf course behind a bar or trying to relive his glory days of performing that stunt in an actual movie. And apparently that's like a real story that actually happened. Uh, or like there's a scene in here where, um, Gary is running through a line of people trying to get gas because of the gas crisis that's going on. And he's, he's screaming out, it's the end of the fucking world. And yeah, I like, again, like I said, with comparing it to once upon a time in Mexico, it is, or in, uh, sorry, in Hollywood, once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, it is a vibe movie. It is a movie that just, it says, if you, if you take my hand, I will lead you to somewhere awesome. And you'll, you know, that's it. I'll show you cool things. And it does. And I, I loved it. I loved the needle drops in this. I, I loved really the, the music in general, not even just the, the needle drops. I loved the performances uh, Bradley Cooper is in this and he is so fucking funny. He is like, he steals the actual show in his I, two scenes. I think he's in the movie in two scenes. He is so, so fucking funny. I loved this movie from beginning to end. It made me laugh. I, I definitely cried. It is a fucking great movie. Nine out of 10. Fucking please go see this movie. Or buy it or whatever. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I love to hear you talk about stuff. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. You're very passionate. That's not even a joke. Like, you're passionate as shit. It's like, you can make me care about a movie that I know I'll never watch. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. You do, in, the, in the moment, you make me care about it. You do a great job. You do. Well, thanks. Thank you for that. You're doing more. Which pairs handily with your streaming that's kind of what i was talking about earlier like you just make me care about stuff well thank you yeah sweet <laughs> uh well you've been watching something dylan so i have to have a huge shout out to justin ruiz and jeffrey scissortoe for turning me well, first off no i'll get to the fuck you part of that later <laughs> Uh, this is the part that I'm appreciative for. They both uh, convinced me to watch Arcane or just dabble in it. And if you don't know what Arcane is, it's uh, made from the same people that made League of Legends. It's Riot Games, and it is based in the League of Legends universe. Um, I can't understate it enough. Like, this show kind of changed a lot for me. I, I don't want to be as hyperbolic as saying it changed my life, but it definitely changed my view on animation. Um, this has astounding animation. And quite honestly, it's 
probably the best I've personally ever seen. The, the, the artistic style, the animation itself, all of the choices they made, I can't help but describe it any way other than perfect. Um, this tops into the Spider-Verse in terms of my oh, favorite shit. bit of animated media. I truly fell in love with everything about this. The soundtrack is also on par with Into the Spider-Verse. It always matches the tone of the moment and the show with an incredible pairing of just some sort of song. And it's immaculate. Um, the Imagine Dragons song did make it, you know, it's, it's made its way into media in a few different forms. Uh, it's been huge on TikTok and um, Twitch and stuff like that. It's a fantastic song, but it just kind of captures the moment. It's the, it's the intro song, but you hear it again um, <clears throat> some point inside of the show itself. But then like even bringing in hip hop elements to it too, dude, like, oh, they just, they did everything so so right but where it shines is the story there are very few shows that have ever captivated me in the way that this story did and breaking bad may be the only one that comes to mind truly mm. by the end of this series i cared about every single character on screen for one reason or another there were absolutely like all stars. They were the ones that stood out above and beyond, <clears throat> beyond anyone else. Um, Silco, who's the main antagonist, and Victor, like the sickly scientist, they were my favorites. I latched on to their stories. I I I felt for them. I was every single scene they were in. They just stole it. Um, and Jinx and Bai are the front runners of this show, but you wouldn't know it with how much each and every character had time for development. This is a nine episode show ranging in about, if you take away the credits and stuff, probably about at 35 minutes In nine episodes, they told one of the best stories that I have ever watched. Um, you do not have to play league of legends to watch this. I, there's a reason I didn't, go into detail about who those characters were that I just spoke about. Um, they are from that game. I've played every single, well, the ones that are actually available to play as I've played as all of them. I love them. I love the lore, but this show just does something that I've never seen done before with a video game franchise. And it's to the point where it doesn't even feel like that. Mm -hmm. This could be its own thing. <laughs> this is literally like watching magic happen. And this isn't a show that I will watch once or twice. This is a show that will just, I, I can watch this 10 times over and find different details and have just as much fun as I did the first watch through. It is perfection in every sense of the word. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's a ringing endorsement. Yeah. I cannot thank them enough for getting me to uh, take a, take a chance with it because it's, it's one of those shows where, if I watch something, it's usually just kind of in my free time and I'll watch an episode or two. This, I, I had to watch it in like sittings. I would watch three, four episodes. And I, I mean, I finished it within three sittings. It was just remarkable, dude. I, I recommend it to literally everyone. Oh, you. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. <clears throat> well, uh, let's go ahead and get into the games that we have been playing. Yes, sir. Um, Woo! 
we'll actually do this in the opposite way. Uh, I'll go last. I'll let you guys do, you know, one a piece and then I'll go. Sure. Um, so who wants to go first, Dylan or Austin? Dylan. <clears throat> you, did you say my name? Yeah. Me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's pick it up with the first game that I actually wound up beating this year, Naruto to Boruto, Shinobi Striker. This was the game that Austin vetoed in place of Mortal Kombat 11. Um, and this was a game that was at, it was never going to be on my radar. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of wanted to look at the Naruto games, but I wanted to look at more of the ult, uh, Ultimate Ninja uh, side of the franchise. This didn't really appeal to me. Um, so I... I was grateful for the opportunity to kind of step out of my comfort zone because that's in, in some ways, that's what this challenge was designed for this year anyway. Um, so that was, that was pretty fun. So some positives about the game are that I truly love the customization aspects. Um, I never felt like I had to spend money to get cool shit. Cause I was always getting scrolls for doing something. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it, it felt really good to unlock stuff and be able to customize my own ninja. Um, <clears throat> I wish the Austin, you and I might've spoken about this. I wish that if, like choosing which village you're from actually made some sort of difference. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It, it really, didn't feel unique in that sense um but overall like if i wanted to make something i guarantee like i had the items i needed to like see Mm -hmm. that vision out it was it was really cool i liked that um i kind of like the hub world so it's it's a completely you can play single player which i did but it's like a thriving online little world right there it's a hub world mm. and you can go to different aspects and you can like if you want to do online battles you run up to it's kind of like uh if you guys played call of duty world war ii yeah um there is that hub world and you could go and do everything that's exactly like what it was i um, forgot they did that yeah it, and i th- i thought it was a lot of fun i actually like stuff like that because it kind of makes the community more inclusive um mm-hmm. so overall and I, and I hate to say it as callously as I will but I did not like the game mm-hmm. um, w- when it came down to it is I wanted it to have more of a story than it did because it had next to none I could just replay missions and stuff like that that yeah. really weren't indicative of anything like there were brief little glimpses of you know this maybe happened in the show but it felt like it it just felt overly repetitive with no payoff. And I understand that's not the kind of game that it is. I think that I, I say that <clears throat> and I want it to be like a Naruto Ultimate Ninja. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can't be so jaded as to not understand that that's not what this game set out to do. Um, it's more like a, I set myself up for disappointment wanting it to be in the game. Um, yeah. But if I look past that, the overall combat I felt was so hollow that it felt repetitive and I couldn't personally <clears throat> find any way to make it more deep. Mm-hmm. Like it was really just square, 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 square. Occasionally I would hit a triangle and maybe hit L1 or R1 to do a jutsu, but I didn't really feel like I was doing combos. And I will admit I could have been playing this game 1000% wrong and I would have never known yeah. the way that I was playing enabled me to beat the game. So I feel like I was doing something right. <clears throat> um, but ultimately I, I could not 
find too much enjoy the the most fun that i had in the game was truly getting the scrolls unlocking it see what i got and then going to customize my character um i think that's so sick that i had that at my fingertips like even sabrina was wanting to uh, make her own ninja and stuff like that because it was so intuitive i loved it mm. um but I don't think it's a game that I could personally give a second chance. Just I still have it and everything like that. Like, but I just don't have a hankering to play it. Um, but ultimately, I'm great uh, grateful that I had the chance to at least step out of my comfort zone and try something new and beat it, see it through to the end. Yeah. Um, Good on you. So yeah. Uh, so thank you for that opportunity. I I will say the the game thrives in its multiplayer aspect. Um, that's kind of the whole point of it. And the story is pretty throwaway because it, it's essentially just, <coughs> Oh God, Rona. Um, <laughs> the story is and all of those fucking VR missions are literally solely for, <coughs> for you to, uh, hone your skills to play online. Like that's what they're for. Yeah. And I should have st- even commented on the multiplayer. So I did play a few games. Um, Kind of a unique gameplay, I guess I would say. It's not what I expected in terms of a multiplayer fighter. I can absolutely see where this is going to... It would have made the difference in how I viewed the game. I don't I don't know if there's a way for me to quote-unquote hit the credit screen playing strictly multiplayer, so I feel like I had to do all those missions and stuff like that. Yeah, there's not. You have to do the missions to get a credit okay. screen. Well, I'm glad I at least tried the multiplayer then because it was like a capture the flag mechanic. Yeah, that's uh, one of them. It's yeah, it's that's my the favorite one too. Only one that I played somehow. Yeah, the Q tends to throw that one out there a lot for so, so like when okay. you when you do quick play, pretty much the only things that quick play is going to give you is capture the flag and team battle, and that's it. There's is team battle like deathmatch? Yes. See, I didn't even get to play that. That might have really? been cool. I yeah, damn, I did get to it. Because like I said, I didn't really delve too deep into the multiplayer just because it wasn't for me. Um, I felt like it's not really a matter of luck. I shouldn't say that, but like it's whoever sees someone first. And if you just happen to use your substitute juices first or not, like that's what I felt like. I enjoyed like I enjoyed the traversability, like running through these big maps. I feel like they made that really easy Um, because you can run on walls and you can zip to the walls and stuff like that. And it made uh, traversing the maps while playing multiplayer kind of fun because you could take unique routes to get the flag and, you know, go with your team. There is absolutely a way to make this a fun, competitive multiplayer game if the if the combat was a little more intuitive, Mm -hmm. I feel like. But overall, like, I mean, multiplayer is where it shines. You're absolutely right. I'm an idiot for not commenting on that. (laughs) It's all right. But I'm I'm glad you I'm glad you tried it. Yeah, even if you didn't like it, I'm glad that you tried it. Yeah, and again, if they brought that customization to other games, that would be so sick. Oh yeah, I I really I love the game. I think the game is super fun, but I kind of want it to die because I kind of want them to do something else. I would in that same formula, like a like a sequel. Um, yeah, kind of. I just like the combat is super simple. But I feel like the combat for how fast-paced the multiplayer can get in certain aspects, I, I feel like the combat is fine. I feel like making it any more complicated than what it already is, even though it's not complicated at all, 
Um, I feel like making it complicated by just adding a bunch of extra unnecessary stuff would kind of uh, really slow down some of the multiplayer matches. Because, like, at Naruto's core, in, in all the fight scenes, that that's kind of what it boiled down to. It kind of boiled down to speed. Um, and that's why Naruto has some of those weird, weird fucking animation stills that it has. Is <laughs> because that, that was their way of trying to translate that these characters are moving at such high speeds that they, they're, they're not able to be seen by people on the outside. Um, and I feel like that kind of fast pacedness of Naruto is really well represented in the multiplayer, but, um, I, I, I would like to see them take everything that's good in this game, make another game and then fix everything that fucking sucks. Uh, like the story, I, I, the story could have been done so much fucking better than what it did. Um, I like that each mission, like mostly the story missions that you get from actual characters. I like that each mission is kind of representate representation. I don't know what I'm trying to say, uh, is kind of representation of a specific fight from Naruto, but they're so like they're off. Like they don't, they don't quite happen the way the actual story happens, and it, it kind of throws right. everybody off. It doesn't really <laughs> capture the moment. Yeah, for sure. And I would like to see them make a, uh, I guess, something uh, in similar to the Attack on Titan games. If you guys have ever seen any of those, um, you essentially just create your own character, but then you're thrown into the whole real story of attack on Titan. And I think that that's really cool. And I think Naruto would thrive if it did something like that, but I agree. It's Sabrina Bandai plays Namco, that. So she plays the attack on Titan game on the switch and she has a blast with it. And like you said, you create your own character and you're thrown into the already existing world and stories that, you know, mm. I like that. Yeah. I, I would be down for that. That's a great idea. Um, but you, you do make a valid point. Like the combat, is supposed to be faster paced because it's, you know, multiple people in a battle arena on these different lanes and stuff like that. It does need to be more streamlined. Uh, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, and even if I were to think of what I would want in terms of depth, really, I want more combos. I don't like just hitting square. Yeah. Like seven times that. in a row. It's just. And then just occasionally pressing L1 and R1. Right. And that's just for a, like a super ability. Um, mm -hmm. Just something more like, you know, make it a little more fighting-esque with some, you know, at least do like square, square, triangle or square, 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 whatever. Just Maybe do even something. flashier animations could just fucking work. Yeah. Because some of the animations, I will admit, are kind of dull. Yeah. And I'll t like, again, I keep coming back to the word hollow, but that's what the feeling that I was left with. Mm -hmm. And that's fair. That's that's a totally understandable complaint. But, um, so yeah, I would I would dabble in a sequel if they had. I will say that if they released a sequel, I would give and you recommended it. Mm -hmm. I would try it. Oh, yeah. I hope so. I hope they do that one day, but instead they're making a Dead by Daylight version of Dragon Ball, so who fucking knows what's really going on <laughs> over there. <laughs> That's such a dumb idea. I, I don't know. I don't want to see that. Maybe it'll be fun. I highly fucking doubt it, but maybe it'll be fun. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Austin. Yes, that's you me. You are also uh, trying to get your challenge for the <laughs> i am um and i started with what might possibly be the hardest game on my list and that was hades um 
I kind of feel like I unnecessarily shit on this game a lot when it first came out, just for no fucking reason. And then I played it, and I really liked it. Um, it didn't quite... I. I don't want to say I really liked it. I fucking loved it. The first time I played it, I fucking loved it. But other things started coming out that started to kind of grab my attention and it kind of fell off. Um, and then I picked it up again. And I became hooked. Like this shit was was like a fucking drug to me over the like course of like the week of Christmas and the week after. That was all I was fucking doing. Literally Christmas night, I stayed up till fucking 4 a.m. playing this shit over and fucking over. Every single time I died, I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this run. This is going to be my last run that I'm going to go to bed. I'd get through like halfway through a run and fucking die. And I'd be like, no, that was shit. I have to try again. And I would just keep going for fucking hours. I absolutely love this game. Um, it... <laughs> Kind of wish I'd done a little more research on it before I put it on the list because I uh, got really excited when I beat Hades for the first time. I was like, fuck yeah, I fucking did it. Fuck this game. And then the credits didn't roll and I was like, oh no, why? Why, why did the credits not roll? What did I do wrong? And I looked it up and I have to beat the game ten times. And uh, why does it feel harder the second time? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you were saying you felt like it kind of got easier as you uh, get more completed runs. I feel the exact opposite. I feel, I feel like, like that game gets fucking harder because it like after my first run, I was I was running into enemies that I had never encountered before and didn't quite know their patterns and movesets and didn't quite know how to dodge them. And I, I, I was like, fuck, dude, like I thought I had this game fucking down just for it to tell me that you're a fucking moron. Try again. <laughs> but I love it. it. It's it's a love-hate relationship. Playing this game feels like BDSM at this point. I, I'm going to finish it, but I'm not excited to because I, I this game is hard. This game is challenging. Uh, this is one of... Um, Honestly, I kind of feel like this is one of the one of the more harder games I've played in a while simply because roguelikes just have never been my thing. They have never appealed to me. I'm not quite sure what about this game does appeal to me. Um, I think a lot of it honestly has to do with the setting. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big fucking sucker for Greek and Roman mythology. <laughs> Um, I always fucking have been like I uh, people roast the shit out of me all the time, but I don't give a fuck. Percy Jackson books are great. That might be the only book series I've ever fully fucking read in my entire life, but they're great. And I, I've just always been like fascinated with like with like Greek culture and, and Greek ideologies. And I think that's part of what really drew me into this game. And it, it's it's so everything about. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say lore uh, behind uh, Greek mythology because I, I feel like that that might not be the proper term uh, just because that, you know, at one point in time, this was a religion that people actually practiced. Uh, so I feel like lore might not be the right word, but I have always been fascinated with Greek mythology stories. And, and I feel like every single uh, one of the Greek gods that you're exposed to in this game is so well represented. The music is fucking banging. This shit is fantastic. And the, the, the art style is so fucking unique and captivating. Like, uh, one of my favorite arts in the entire game is fucking Artemis. I think her artwork is just fucking gorgeous. Mm, yeah. 
Um, Aphrodite is another beautiful fucking artwork and Athena is uh, fantastic as well. Um, I, I just really fucking adore this game. I kind of hate it because it's hard and it makes me feel dumb, but I also really fucking love it. And I, I think it's a super solid game that definitely deserved our game of the year of 2020 and I fucked it out of it. Yeah. You, uh, know how you just said it's a hard game and I, it makes me feel stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that's me and Dark Souls. That's why I play it. Yeah, that's that's fair. It, it's kind of a reality check for me at this point. Like, I feel like I'm getting good at a game, and then I go play Hades, and I realize I'm dog shit at everything in my life. It's a reality okay. check. That's like uh, when me and Madison go on vacation. Every time I make us eat McDonald's at least once, it's a reality check. This is what we're going back to. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes you got to reality check yourself, man. Some, sometimes, sometimes your ego gets too high. You got to bring that shit back down. <laughs> you got to punch yourself in the nuts to remember where you came from. You're nuts. Yeah. Well, not your nuts. That's awkward. I mean, could be. Time travel. Josh, I think I'm, uh, what, what, let me just make sure. Let me check. Yep. Okay. It's confirmed. The chocolate log confection, confectioner shop. Oh, Christ. Where we butter your biscuit oh. and bake your log. <laughs> Welcome our new sponsor, guys. The Chocolate Log Confectioner Shop. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't like any part of that. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Uh, Go on, Josh. Tell us about Final Fantasy. It's hard to follow that, really. It is. It is hard to follow that. Uh, well, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll actually keep a theme going. Um, uh, I am also trying to complete the challenge this year. <laughs> trying is the key word. Trying. Uh, I've been playing. Well, I, I haven't actually played Hollow Knight in probably about a week, but, uh, I have been playing Hollow Knight. Uh, so, uh, I'm, I don't really need to say much. Everyone knows how fucking great Hollow Knight is, right? Uh, but sure. I do want to say that I'm coming back to this for the first time since, oh, probably sometime around launch, maybe, maybe 2019, maybe. Um, and the game is just, it's still so fucking good. It's, it's like, uh, I mean, it's one of the best Metroidvanias, uh, especially modern Metroidvanias for sure. Um, the movement and the combat in this is so nice and fucking tight. Like, it really fucking nails what you need it to nail for it to be a good Metroidvania. Like, all of the, all of the best Metroidvanias, all of them, really rely on precision, and Hollow Knight is completely the same exact way. You have to, with the platforming sections, time your jumps precisely or else you're fucked. You need to time your attacks precisely or you are fucked. And that I, I let me pause real quick. That does not mean that it's not unforgiving. This is not fucking Dark Souls, right? Like, it's not the hardest fucking game that's ever been made. But that is, it is to say that like, it is hard. It is very challenging and you need to like actually engage with the mechanics of the game. And that is something that I feel like, especially in the triple a space is something that is missed a lot. Like, 
I really like the fucking Batman Arkham series, but mm-hmm. you don't have to engage with every mechanic of that game. You don't like it's just it's not necessary. Hollow Knight makes you not only engage with the mechanics, but learn when and when not to use them. And I, and I fucking love that. Um, not only that, the game just oozes fucking atmosphere. Everything from its visuals to its music to uh, the sound design. Like, everything is just this beautiful, dark, claustrophobic, wet atmosphere. From the little, like, drips that are happening in the, um, I forget the name of the first area. Uh, but all the way down to, like, uh, I, I, I'm forgetting the names of the areas, but like the, the area with like the jellyfish, um, Oh dude. Yeah. Like I, I don't know this, this game is spectacular and it's, it's, it is engaging. It is some of the most fun that you can have playing a fucking video game, especially once you learn like what you're supposed to do. I, uh, this time when I was coming through, there were things that I remembered and I was like, okay, this is how I have to beat this guy. This is how I have to beat this guy, whatever. And then there were other times that I would completely forgotten. I was like, what is this motherfucker's weakness? Like, I don't know how the fuck I'm supposed to beat him. And when I finally figured it out, it felt so good because I had figured it out. Like, and that's one of the things that I really like about like the souls games. Like, once you figure out how to do something and you get it down, you feel like a fucking God. Like you're like, I just made this game my fucking bitch. And yep. I feel that with hollow Knight, and I, I'm going to get, I need to get back to it. Final fantasy has really, really just like fucking like made me ad- addicted. <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to go back to Hollow Knight and I'm going to beat it. Um, this is, it's obviously it's on my challenge list. So I kind of like have to beat it or whatever, but (laughs) like, this is a game that I, I want to see through to the end because I am enjoying it so much. Hell yeah, Um, man. It's excellent. Excellent game. I'm glad you, it's very unique. Um, Mm -hmm. you, you pretty much nailed it. It's, it's just a beautiful world, even though it's as somber as it is, it just, it has a very unique aura to it and it captivates you and it just it pushes you to go further and explore um, literally the depths below you and just to see all these different terrains and uh, some of the beauty that it has to offer because there is certainly some colorful areas down there. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, it's just 100% a very unique game and I'm glad you're enjoying it. That was my veto to you. That was, yep. You're correct. Um, oh, is it me? It's you. Yeah. Speaking of toxicity. <laughs> uh, so we had the really kind and courteous part where I was thanking our two uh, wonderful patrons earlier. Uh, this is the fuck you part. Um, Justin, not so much. I'm sure he did something, though, so he can stay in this part of it. But Jeffrey Scissortoe, the motherfucker. Uh, has convinced me to play League of Legends. And on top of that, another game in just a moment. But League of Legends is one I did not anticipate going back to. 
Um, I actually think I talked shit about it in the last podcast being so, uh, you know, the most toxic community to exist. And then almost literally a day later, Jeff's like, hey, remember how fun League was? And it enticed <laughs> me. And then I started <laughs> watching Arcane at the exact same time. So it's like I had to play League of Legends. It's like, you, well, everyone else can. Please don't let that deter you. But if you already play League, like you have to go play it as you're watching it. Um, so I did. And it, it sucks because it's such a... Uh, it's one of the most unique competitive games because the... Look, Halo, you get some kids in there and they're talking shit. Uh... Like, they will insult your mother. They will call you races that you're not even a part of. <laughs> They're going to, you know, your dad's dead, doesn't matter, free game, like, whatever. You're going to get a beating in that game, okay? Mm-hmm. Any any little FPS game. League of Legends really takes your pride, and it takes your happiness, yep. and your intelligence, and it just, the community just finds a way to shit on it. Yeah. It is justified. I will say that. It was absolutely justified. I say that like I have a story to tell, and I do, because I've been pooped on already in the middle of a stream where everyone could see it. <laughs> and then the entire game got to see it. I was playing, so there's, there's five lanes you can call. Top, jungle, middle, ADC, which is at the bottom, and support, which is also at the bottom. My preferred lane is mid. I love going mid. We get into a game and you call your role that you're going to play. If you're playing an unranked game, that's how it works. You type it in chat. I got in there first. I typed mid. Someone immediately after me typed mid. So I was like, okay, you know what? You can have it. I was like, I'll go top. Immediately after that, someone's like, I want to go top. I was like, fuck, I'll be the nice guy. I don't want to sit here and argue with people. I'll try and be flexible because I can play three lanes. So I was like, I'll do ADC. It's my least confident role, but I can play it. Um, wasn't happy about it. And then you're supposed to have a support that can truly help you out. They're supposed to be there to heal you, to throw shields at you. Um, support. Okay. Um, and you, you share the bottom lane and you work in tandem. So my support chose to play as not a support character. Uh, so I had no buffs. I had no shields. I had no health. I had no extra engage. So, I'm playing my most comfortable ADC, which is, that's, uh, it means attack, damage, carry. It means by the end of the game, I have the damage to fuck something up. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm playing Jinx, and she's good. I feel comfortable with her. Um, this game, I'm streaming. So what do I do when I stream? I have a terrible problem with doing this. I should be focusing. And if you watch any top league streamer, truly, Watch what they're doing. They are eyes glued to the fucking screen. They will never look away. My issue is that I like to read chat and engage with my uh, community. So I'm reading chat and I'm not paying attention. And I've already told you, I don't like the support because they didn't choose to play a support. They chose to play as something else and they're taking the stuff that I need. It's called CS creep score. They're little minions that you kill for gold. So you can go back and buy shit to to enhance your abilities to get you stronger. He is taking that from me. So immediately I'm like, I don't know. I don't want anything to do with him. We're just going to get this game over with. We'll forfeit, whatever. Let's just get it done. I'm vibing rating chat, not doing great. I will be honest. I'm not playing great. It was my third called role. I'm not doing good. Okay. Didn't want it. Now I got a shitty support, but 
all of a sudden my support starts to run away. I'm like, whatever, fuck you, do your own thing. I'm sitting here trying to one v two, and I'm doing okay. I'm pr- I'm putting pressure on. The cool thing about Jinx is that she has an auto attack that you can kind of switch. A normal auto attack, like it's the same thing over and over. I can switch with one of Jinx's ability, and her auto attack then becomes like a heavier rocket launcher, and it gives me more range. So I'm sitting there. It's called poking from a distance. And I'm, I have another ability that can like shoot super far away and give good poke. And then I have a, a trap if I wanted to. So I think in the moment that I'm doing good, well, the cool thing about League of Legends is that you can ping on the map. You can say like, hey, I'm on my way here. Hey, an enemy's missing from here. Um, be careful, stuff like that. And I said my support disappeared. I don't know where the fuck he went. He just ran away. I'm sitting here doing great. Whatever. Fuck you. I'm going to win this game by myself. Um, so all all of a sudden on the map, I see the ping start going off the red ones that say, Hey, be careful. I'm like, what is it? Look, I got it, dude. Don't worry. It's a one V two. I got it. And then I looked on the map and I was like, see my jungle's coming. So the role of the jungle is to roam the entire map and support the lanes that need it. So I see a jungle coming down. I'm like, dude, two V two. We got it. No big deal. Okay. I made a mistake because it wasn't the friendly jungle that was coming down. It was the enemy jungle. And my support was trying to be like, yo, you're about to get three V one. And it's not going to go well. Um, and I didn't know that until he was right on top of me. And then all three of them pinched me in the matter of a second. And I just melted and died. Um, and then they could have said anything to me, but it's really the simple stuff that gets me. It was, it was a jinx. Do you have a brain? I'm like, Dude, why? Like, you could have said, fuck you. You you suck at this game. Like, you asked me if I had a brain. Like, no. Clearly, I'm trying to read chat, dude. I fucked up. And it hurts you. It's not the first time it's happened. It happened all night, dude. It happened all <laughs> night in some way or another. And I felt like I was doing good. I, I truly did. I felt like I was being, like, great, and I was making adequate plays. And it was always something. <laughs> But I love playing the game. <laughs> oh God, you love them. I love the game, I dude. Love abuse. I can't even make it up, man. It's like I love the gameplay so much that I will sit there and get shit on by these people oh. in the most. Do you have a brain? It shouldn't have hurt as bad as it did, man. But I for the. He said it so the whole game could see. You can type to your team or you can type to the whole game. He said it on my team. He put it so the enemy team could see him asking me if I had a brain. (laughs) That hurt so bad. So uh, (laughs) I've been having a great time with it. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff, for getting me back into it, man. But uh, uh, yeah, I have uh, been, been my life. I have one friend who is ridiculously addicted to League of Legends, plays it every day for hours on fucking end, and he keeps trying to get me to play it, so much so that the last time he came over to my house without me fucking knowing, um, <laughs> no, it was actually when we uh, when we went to Chicago in 2020, uh, he house sat for me while we were gone, <clears throat> uh, I, I don't have any pets, I'm just really paranoid about nobody being in my house for three days. And uh, I came back home, and he was like, hey, I uh, left you a gift on your computer. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I wonder what it is. Boots it up. He's like, yeah, it's League of Legends. Play it, you <laughs> And See, I was like, dude, I already— He even recommended to you toxically. I was like, dude, I, 
I, I'm already depressed. I don't need 30 people telling me to kill my dude. dude. I'm good. <laughs> it's bad. And he it's was like, he was like no, will. no, no, the shit talking makes you better. And I was like, I don't care. I don't want it. It's so fucked up because it's true. It's like I have to play better now or else I'm going to get scolded even worse. It's it, <laughs> for the it's, whole game to see. It's still on my computer. It, it's still here. I've never played it, but it's it's here. I will say you can boot it up and you can play against bots to where you, you can play five real people versus five bots and you can just try and dabble and learn the game and the characters and stuff like that. You play Pokemon Unite, so you already have a grasp of how it works. That's true. I so guess. it's like... It's no, no, fuck fine. you. This isn't happening. No, See? Stop. Look, that almost happened. That was close. Almost Jeffrey does ass. <laughs> you almost did. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, maybe one day. Maybe one day. I don't. Just don't. Uh, if I'll anything, I'll right the now, Dylan, never for me. Never for me. Yeah, happen. no. I've, at least watch Arcane. At Dil least Dylan, I'll play it with you, but that's as far as that's going to go. What if dead ass? What if, like, there's a patron goal met for X amount of money, and it's the three of us have to stream League of Legends for eight hours? Okay, I'll do it. Oh. <laughs> Josh is like, money? I, okay. <laughs> Depends on how much money, but yes. Yeah. If there's enough money involved, fuck it. I'll do it. I have, yeah. to, be, I have to be getting at least a solid hundo from that, at minimum. Oh, but, uh, okay. bruh. It's going to be way more than a fucking hundred if I'm going to do that shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I'm poor. I'll take a hundred for anything. <laughs> <laughs> you could ask to spit in my mouth for a hundred dollars, and I'd probably. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Well, no, why did you get so goddamn serious about that? <laughs> you know what I am serious about? Our last sponsor of the day. Oh, oh my God. God, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Are you inadequate in all the areas that matter? A little bit. Does your significant other complain that you just can't hit that spot? Every day. Are you stuck in bronze and your favorite competitive game? Yep. Then, then worry no more. <laughs> As Rhino 69 makes its way into all local corner gas stations, we'll take your ineptitude and turn it into fortitude. Rhino 69, no. grab life by the horn. Culture up and all associated parties are not to be held liable for any cases similar or already existing product and businesses. We take no responsibility for any injury or death involved with Rhino 69. Viewer discretion is advised. The fact that you had a tagline to go with it is what kills me the most. Grab it by, <laughs> grab life by the horn. <laughs> I can't with Jeffrey. He's fucking insane. He's great. I just I, want I you to him. know. He's a fucking insane person and I love it. His his contribution to the Discord is is really a blessing, truly. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there that that was all me. Oh, fuck it for real. <laughs> this Rhino 69 is absolutely his deal that he got us, but I don't want the, any fallback to go on him for how bad that was. Oh, I loved it. I think it was great. I it was good good job. Oh my god. Job, <laughs> Isn't Rhino a real erection pill that you can actually? I try? fucking probably not. And unicorn. <laughs> Uh, no, Rhino is for sure a real record. That man just Googled the answer. I did. It's there. <laughs> you can find it at most gas stations. As a matter of fact, I've seen them at every gas station around my house. I might have to try one. That, this is why I put the fucking liability waiver in there. <laughs> I have heard. I'm reading for, I'm looking at reviews right now, and apparently these are extremely unsafe for consumption, and I'm not sure how they're legally sold. Well, Jeff, Jeff's are fine. <laughs> 
his are cool. His won't make you have an erection for six hours. <laughs> the motherfucker said Jeff's are fine. <laughs> it says on their website you shouldn't take more in a seven day times more than one in a seven day time span. <laughs> Take one capsule 30 minutes before intercourse to help energy, libido, and sexual performance. Oh, Lord. For the next week. <laughs> this is what next we week. have evolved into. <laughs> this is all fucking Jeffrey's fault. <laughs> next next week on Hunting Pixels, it's the fucking Viagra <laughs> challenge. <laughs> oh. Lord. Okay. Oh, man. Now, right. is it bad? I kind of want to go buy one to try it now. Yes, it's very. <laughs> okay. Let's see what it does. <sighs> oh, Tell God. us about Yu Gi Oh! Master Duel, Austin. Yeah, so this game kind of single handedly came in and said, fuck that challenge this year. Um, <laughs> there's not really a whole lot to say about it other than that it is borderline a Yu Gi Oh! simulator. I say that kind of loosely because, I mean, it's kind of not. Uh, you, you know, you don't really just have every card at your fucking disposal. You still have to earn them. However, this is the most, like, non, like, payment needed fucking monetized game that I have ever fucking seen. And I know I just botched the shit out of that trying to explain what I'm trying to say. But, like, I, I like every other Yu-Gi-Oh fan that was, you know, scared when this was announced. We were like, oh, shit. They're going to monetize the fuck out of this. If you want to do anything competitive with it, you're going to have to drop lots of fucking money. And that is just absolutely not the fucking case, dude. They they hand out fucking like a thousand bundles of gems at a time for like just just being there, just for pl- opening the fucking game. Um, essentially, it costs 100 gems for one booster pack or you can pay a thousand for uh, 10 booster packs and have your chances at higher rarity pulls, uh, you know, doubled or tripled or whatever the fuck it actually is. Um, but at the same time, there is also a crafting mechanic. And I think that that is really cool. Um, essentially, you can take any cards that you want, break them down or quote unquote dismantle them for uh, points for that specific rarity. So, you know, you break down a rare, you get 10 rare points. You break down an ultra rare, you get 10 ultra rare points. And then you take those points to then craft other cards that are exclusive to that rarity. And I think that is fucking awesome. I have not, I I have three full competitive decks ready to go. Haven't tried rank yet because Yu-Gi-Oh is a kind of toxic community and I'm scared to get my teeth kicked in. Um, which is kind of why I quit playing the game in like real life competitively a couple years ago is because I just think it's an extremely toxic fucking community. Um, but like they, it, it, it's so easy. It's so easy to build any fucking deck you want to, especially with that crafting mechanic. And I, 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 I kind of feel like. I feel like this game was Yu-Gi-Oh's answer to Magic the Gathering Arena, and I feel like it kind of shits all over everything Arena tries to do. Um, I feel like any other TCG moving forward that wants to do something like this, Master Duel has absolutely become the standard. They are going to have to meet this standard moving forward. Um I hope the game stays updated uh, like Duel Links is. I hope... That this game goes for a long fucking time, which is kind of their plan. Uh, from from what Konami has said, they probably not this year, but next year they plan to integrate this into uh, the actual competitive circuit for uh, Yu Gi Oh, which is so weird to say. 
Um, like this is going to be an actual like go to event that you can do. You can go to world championships and you can either play the card game if you got invited to play or there's a whole there's going to be a whole master duel bracket. And I think that's really fucking cool. They've been doing that for duel links for years and it's done really well. And I, I think that I, at the end of the day, this is essentially Duel Links, but with the full Yu-Gi-Oh! formula. Uh, Duel Links has been a free-to-play mobile game that's also available on Steam. And it's been out for a couple of years, and it is a much simplified version of Yu-Gi-Oh! Instead of having the full board, you only have three monster zones and three spell and trap zones. Your deck can only be like 20 cards, and you only draw like an opening hand of four. Um, it, it's a, it's, you know, because it, it, it debuted on mobile, so they wanted to make it quick and fast and, you know, able to move through. And now that they've released this kind of full version of the game, I kind of, I, I kind of expect Duel Links to fucking die. Kind of hope it does because it fucking sucks. But, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast so far. Um, I'm having a really good time with it. There is also a solo section that essentially, uh, kind of the earlier parts kind of just teach you how to play the game for, uh, you know, new players and players who haven't played since the original series where it is a much different game than it was in the early two thousands. Um, and I love it. I think it's great. And I, it's probably what I'm going to do immediately after this podcast, unfortunately. But it is what it is. It's a great game. It's free to play. You have no excuse not to try it at least once. Um, yeah, that kind of... Uh, what, <laughs> Josh, nope. Josh is like, no, I got an excuse. <laughs> um, it, it, this is kind of shitty, though, because I did just pick up... What's the fucking one that I bought? Uh, Legacy of the Duelist. I bought that yeah. because it was on sale and I got it was like Steam gift card and I've been wanting to like just dabble in a TCG. Um, and I, I used to play the shit out of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Um, so I just bought it. And then a week and a half later, that came out. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. At least the it's fucking free. free game just came out. Yeah, that's fine. After I spent my money, that could have gone towards something you. else. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking whatever. But uh, I was laughing and then I struggled to breathe halfway through. That was, maybe you do have that? COVID. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Am I dying? My lungs are falling apart currently. Um, cigarettes. Anyway, no, that's I love how you immediately had you made it a month and you got distracted off your challenge. I made it a month, and now Jeffrey, I believe, has bet against me because he's trying to get me to play other shit. He's like, yeah, just take your time. Go get ranked. It's going to be great. Play the other games when you get to them. He's like, no, Dylan, I need you to lose. I've got money writing on this, you son of a right. bitch. Yeah, it's all starting to add up. It is. It is. It's fair. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, super awesome. Super fun game. Oh, I mean, kind of. Super fun game. Josh, tell us about your bullshit. Listen, Final Fantasy. Listen, you're playing thirteen too, right? Yeah, yeah. The best Final Fantasy, the the best one, the Mm -hmm. the only one worth owning, really. The pinnacle of the series, Uh really. Isn't that the one with that pink-haired bitch? What's her name? Uh, Lightning, and yes, yeah. That's the only reason why I bought it in high school, and I never finished it. Oh yeah, because it's a bad game. Um. Listen, I said this last week. I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. I have never played an MMO that I have enjoyed yep. until Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> uh, obviously, um, 
there's uh i mean i said a bunch of stuff last week about how good it is and really this is more of kind of an update uh because i i talked about all the things that i really liked about like base like aa or arr which well which technically isn't base because technically 14 launched then 2.0 came around because of how bad one was uh, if if I'm understanding everything correctly, it was kind of a clone of 11, but like with worse mechanics. Mm. So um, so everyone hated it and they're like, oh, uh, OK, maybe we should, uh, you know, maybe we should uh, you know, just re- remake the game. Um, and they actually managed to tie that into. Uh, the story for A Realm Reborn, which is really fucking cool. Um, but uh, w- how, how do I want to go about saying the stuff that I'm going to say? Uh, I finished the base game, uh, and that's what I talked about last week, and then I got into the content that was leading into the first expansion. Uh, and... A lot of the stuff that I really liked about uh, A Realm Reborn is still there. Like, I, th- I I still think that it's got, like, a really, has a really compelling story uh, to an extent. Um, I don't think that it's, like, a really, like, great story, per se. It does have some kind of, like, typical sort of, like, anime, Final Fantasy, very Japanese trope bullshit to it. Uh, but... It still like was told well enough to where I was like I, I cared right, uh, and and this is still got that, uh, and it actually I think pulls in some themes, th- or, or or not themes, but like it, it it touches on some subjects that I think are uh kind of hinting at where the story will go if if what I'm understanding for the story moving forward is correct because I hear that uh, uh, what, what's uh, not Stormblood Shadowbringers and in, uh, Endwalker I've heard are some of the best and most adult storytelling that Final Fantasy has ever done so that's really cool uh, but uh the the patch content leading into Heavensward actually starts touching on some stuff about like the haves and the have nots and people who will use money uh, at the expense of others or, or will like do anything to bring power and money through the expense of others and it starts touching on some of those stu- uh, those things and something I said last week about. Final Fantasy 14 is that I felt like the story was like a bunch of kind of like disparate parts that kind of like at first you don't understand how they come together to tell the full story. And then they start kind of like a zipper, like they start coming together and you're like, Oh, this is from there. Oh, this ties in here. Like that sort of thing. And the storytelling here in, in these patches is kind of like that, except each individual patch almost felt self self-contained and then would have like a little tag saying like, Oh, but, but you got to remember this, this will tie back in. And 
I don't think it's handled as successfully as it was in A Realm Reborn. I kind of think that some of this stuff doesn't really work if I'm being 100% honest for you, uh, with you. Because I think that some of it is like almost feels tacked on. That said, the ending to the story of the, pat- of the patch content had my fucking jaw on the fucking floor. Like, and the thing is, is I knew it was coming. I, I, I knew from the moment that the end of, I think it was, I think it was patch 2.1, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. I knew at the end of that that something was going to happen and something was going to go, like, catastrophically wrong. And then it did. <laughs> and I was still somehow taken aback by it. Like, I was still somehow like, holy fuck, this is happening. Like, what the, f- what? Um, and I really, I really enjoyed everything that was going on. Um, I kind of don't think that it is as good as uh, the stuff that happened in A Realm Reborn, but I do think that um, it leads into Heaven's Word and puts puts you in a sort of uh, like new status quo. So it's a good jumping off point. So you don't feel like you like it, it I think will is important to what what's going on with the story in Heaven's Word to an extent. But I, I think that it's a good like, OK, we're clearing up this end of the storyline. A Realm Reborn storyline is over. Now we're moving into this with some threads that might get like pulled on later. And I, I think in that way it is successful. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm addicted to this game. I think that it is really fucking great. Um, I can't stop thinking about it. it. It's like the only thing that I want to play. Um, yeah, very good game. I'm, I'm really excited to, to get more into Heavensward and, uh, <laughs> and eventually get to the, the new expansions probably by summer, <laughs> maybe by spring. It's a lot of, <clears throat> it's a lot of fun to watch you stream it because you don't have to know what's going on just to enjoy, I guess the content. Um, it is a pretty world and I like, and like as an MMO person, I enjoy watching the combat. Um, and especially now that you're more comfortable with the keybinds and stuff like that, like that's, it makes it it makes watching it a lot better because there's a lot more going on now. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, it's 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 fun, dude. Just to sit there and watch it. I forgot to download it. I forgot it became available again. But um, yeah, man, it looks good. So, if Final Fantasy XI was an MMO, and then twelve, thirteen were normal games, then fourteen is an MMO, and then fifteen and sixteen are normal games. Is seventeen going to be an MMO? Uh, you know, I was actually thinking about that, uh, because it, from what I can see, like the trajectory that things are on, like it was 11, then 14, I could see 17 being it. But one thing that I probably haven't taken into account is that, uh, 15 had a very, very long and troubled development. Like it came out 10 years after it was supposed to. 
um, or maybe it was ten years after it was announced. I, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, and originally that game wasn't fifteen. Originally that game was uh, thirteen versus, which was like a spinoff uh, sister title to thirteen. Um, and it had a very long and troubled development. And so I'm not sure because I, 12 kind of had its own troubled development and 13 had its own sort of troubled development. But those games actually got out on time, whereas 15 literally took like, uh, I don't want to say it took 10 years to build because that's not, that's really not true. I think it was like eight years of like really, really overly ambitious like pre-production and trying to get ideas to coalesce. And then like two years of mad dash, let's slap this fucking thing together sort of development. Um, so all, all of that taken, like what I guess what I'm trying to say is like the, the development between 12 and 13 was kind of like, uh, troubled, but it wasn't troubled to the extent that 15 was, and because of that, I'm not sure if, uh, well, n- not only because of that, but like also because 14 is is doing so well. I'm not sure that they want to necessarily take 14 and uh, kind of like jettison it with uh, 17 being like the next MMO entry. Um, it could be. Uh, I don't know. If they do, I'm going to be really excited if they can manage to keep like very similar design philosophies in 17, but just bring up like, like maybe a better story and maybe like improved graphics and and maybe even improved mechanics. Um, I would definitely, I, I would definitely be interested. So that was kind of my follow-up because what World of Warcraft has done is they've not released another MMO since World of Warcraft has come out. They've uh, released expansions, but that's where I was kind of wondering if Final Fantasy XIV will not necessarily breed a new MMO, but will they go the route of World of Warcraft? And World of Warcraft has gotten a graphical overhaul. It has gotten uh, better mechanics and stuff like that since... It's early days. So that was kind of my follow-up was, do you think that they would do that? Do you think that they will continue to go the route of, let's just fix Final Fantasy fourteen essentially forever and, like, not do a seventeen? I, I mean, that's t- totally possible. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I tend to think that people don't want to work on the same thing forever. Uh, that's why I think that people will leave like high profile studios like Bungie didn't want to do Halo forever. They wanted to do something different and that's why they went off and made Destiny and that's why some of the people stayed, uh, they moved to 343 from Bungie. You know what I mean? Um, because they wanted to continue to work on Halo while everybody else wanted to, uh, like move off or whatever. Um, Mm. so I, I, I don't know. Uh, it's definitely possible, but I, I tend to think that they will move creative business unit three onto another MMO eventually. Yeah. So, 
And that could be an issue with what happened with WoW is that everyone stayed on and it became tiresome and they lost the drive to bring us that content that we just salivated for back in the days of Burning Crusade, Wrath of the Lich King, uh, Cataclysm, Miss Pandaria, like those were the golden era days to me. And then after that, it's just really fallen off. So I, I, the, the reason I'm so curious about this is because for the first time in my life, I have someone else who plays an MMO that's completely different than me. So it's kind of cool to speculate about WoW has never had something that kills it. Final Fantasy 14 is the thing that's come the absolute closest and I think is doing successfully well because it's taking a huge part of the player base from WoW that's just tired of all the monotony. And it's like, this is something, even though it's an older game, it's new to us and it's different and it's getting consistent updates. And now it's like, it's reaching that point to where it's like, oh my God, this is so much fun. It takes people back to the glory days or, you know, it just makes them feel some type of way. So I don't know. I'm greatly curious to see the future of this myself. I'm more interested in it now because you've really gotten into playing it. Now I enjoy watching you stream it. Um, and it's only a matter of time before I download it. Right now I need to focus on my little league and other game grind I got going on. But uh, I don't know, man. It's it's really a, a fun topic to think about because MMOs are something I greatly enjoy. Uh, between ESO and WoW, I always had a great time. Um, and I'm glad you finally have one that you can just really just dive into. And I know you have, because every time I see you playing something, it's that. Yep. (laughs) You're next, Austin. Next, Austin. Yep. For what? Okay. (laughs) So I, my last game. Yeah. Is it, is it my turn, Josh? Yeah. Something like that. Um, I've been playing Valorant, and this is also in association with uh, Dr. Jeff. Man, you were just letting him run your life at this point. Dude, at this point, he's fucking railing me, or derailing me, this fucking challenge, I should say. Yeah. Um, Which is his plan. He's a clever man. Um, He's smart about where he puts his money. Yes. (sighs) And then fucking rigs the vote. <laughs> he poisoned his horse. He knows what he knows doing. exactly. Oh, yeah. Did he poison his horse with Rhino 69? <laughs> yeah, I'm still suffering the effects a week later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Literally, actually. <laughs> um, because I did start playing Valorant about a week ago, thanks to good old Jeff. And uh, no shit, you know, I make my jokes or whatever about the challenge. I will go back to the challenge, but Valorant is so much fun uh beyond league of legends the community's not toxic thus far so that's great when i when i need to go take a break from the meanies i can go to valorant and i can have a lot of fun because um i think it's you know kind of common knowledge now if you've heard of valorant it combines overwatch with CS:GO, and at first that kind of appealed to me but i didn't really throw myself into it because i saw riot games attached to it and i'm like i will become addicted to this i don't need this um Never even really looked at it because I love Overwatch. You guys know that. Uh, we talked about that last week on the Microsoft podcast. Uh, I'm excited for that future. But yeah, we did. This game, t- fuck you. <laughs> you were not there. I was there in spirit. Don't gaslight. That you're good at that. I am. Um, great. Sorry, Madison. <laughs> I. <laughs> I was about to say. Ask my wife. Yeah. No. That's so be- fucking Jesus. Um. 
combining these. So I never played CSGO. But what I did do is it actually, I fucking, we just talked about this. I think it's TNT Esports or something like that. CSGO used to come on television and I would watch that. And it would be a lot of fun because as much as I might not want to play it, it was really cool to watch the strats that go into it. Um, so I always respected it. Now, Overwatch, I was complete opposite. I threw myself into it, kind of like Josh is doing in Final Fantasy. That's all I played for months on end. That's hard to get me to do. But Overwatch did it. Um, loved it. And I became a platinum tier player. Like That's the highest I've ever been ranked in any game, dude, is platinum. And it was from Overwatch. So this does a really good job at making all the agents that you play as feel completely unique to themselves. They feel like they bring something to the table each and every person you play. Now, I have toxically chosen to play nothing but Duelist right now because that's how I'm learning the game and I'm having a lot of fun with it. I say toxically choose because I immediately lock it in. I don't see what the team needs. I just want to play that. I'm trying to learn. Um, it sucks. That's a really shitty mentality to have because I know I need to be providing like vision for the team or movement or blinds and stuff like that slows whatever that's not me i just like let me shoot things and that's what i'm having fun with right now and i'm doing okay um huge learning curve huge learning curve this is not call of duty this is not halo this is not destiny this is not any kind of shooter other than it and csgo maybe and even then it separates itself. The shooting in this game, you have to be so precise. This is not a run and gun, spray your uh, weapon type of situation. It's slow, methodic, creeping, pacing shots, one, two, three, even if you have an AR. Do I spam my weapon sometimes? Yes, actually most of the time, but I get kills. And I'm starting to learn how to control those shots too though. Um, and that's what makes it so much fun is that you learn the basics, but then the game branches out in a myriad of different ways because you can, you can learn how to pace your shots. You can delve into the agents and find out what they are and are not good at. You have to learn the maps because the entire point of the game is knowing your corners and knowing where to look and where to watch and where the bomb plants are and stuff like that. There's so much to do and delve into and learn, and it's invigorating because I haven't had this feeling playing an FPS since overwatch <clears throat> and it's so much fun dude um I'm, I'm trying to grind my way to level 20 so i can begin to play ranked i'm actually curious where i fall um i struggle there's still some times where i find myself playing too aggressively but sometimes the aggressiveness works out i'm just trying to find a balance right now and i'm having a blast doing it and i'm streaming it just as much as i am actually it's my most streamed game right now um, and i want to i'm going to continue that because it's so much fun to try and commentate and you know what you do die you do have one life and in that time it's kind of very chat centric because i can look over and i can converse with my community and i can commentate what's going on it's the perfect game to stream for me right now um and i'm loving every second of it dude yep very cool <clears throat> it's a super fun game i wish i didn't suck hot dick at it but it's a super fun game it's hard man it is hard it is hard. It's as hard as Rhino 69 uh, oh results. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Ha, ha, ha. Austin, you got yeah. a Series S? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. See, that's fine. You can pretend like everything's fine in this podcast right now, but you can't pretend for a second that at 931, you didn't just send the most what the fuck text to the group chat. Like, we're not going to talk about it. What? <laughs> Sent me a picture of the yellow M&M that says that femboy wasn't lying. That bussy can squirt. 
You just want to pretend like that didn't happen. I was supposed to be completely normal about it. (laughs) I love it. It's 932. I looked at that for a solid (laughs) minute before I could process what was happening. That is a form of harassment. (laughs) It is. This is harassment in the workplace. I don't, I'm not going to stand for it. Who's our HR guy? Uh, he just went like, hey, Austin, you're next. No. <laughs> just completely glossed over it. Yeah. And you were completely innocent because you didn't oh have your God, phone. There's no way you did. Another one. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, Austin, you got some things. <laughs> yeah. So like everybody else who, uh, oh, my God. He took, he took the biggest breath. was just like, I'm so over this shit. <laughs> All right, go on. You got a series. Anyway. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like everybody else this Christmas who wanted a next gen console, but couldn't get a PS five. Uh, I got an Xbox series S and, um, I like it a lot. I was very stoked to have an Xbox again. I sold my Xbox one X back in December of 2020. And I'm not going to lie. I really missed having an Xbox. Um, I, I've, I've had an Xbox literally since I got into gaming. Um, it was the first con- console I ever got. That wasn't a hand-me-down it was the OG Xbox. And so like, I I've always had one. Mm-hmm. And so that one year of not having one really just kind of felt odd. Um, but then I got the series S and I think this is a very impressive little fucking machine, dude. Um, the the sole reason I got it is simply just to have a Game Pass machine in my living room. And that's all I need it to do. It, it, it does great. Um, oddly enough, I, I feel like the, the few multi-platform games that I have played on it, like uh, I played a couple rounds of Rocket League, I played a couple rounds of Fortnite, like I, I, I almost feel like those games kind of look and run better on the Series S than they do on the PS5. Uh, Maybe not look better, but they definitely do perform better and are a lot fucking faster. Um, Like, all the load times for everything is noticeably faster on my Series S than it is on my PS5, and I don't fucking know why. Uh, But it is, and and I appreciate it for that. And, um, like, I, I think that if you're wanting to get into gaming or you have a child that wants to get into gaming and you weren't quite sure where to start, I, I think that just for the simple value of your money, I think that the Series S is the absolute best way to go. Uh, you have a $300 entry point, you pay $15 a month for Game Pass, and you have a whole list of absolutely terrific fucking games to, to download and play and delete if you don't like them to your heart's content. And I, I, I think Xbox knows what it's doing, and I think it's doing it very fucking well. Um, I, yeah, it's great. I love it. It, Super cool purchase. Kind of wish I got an X now, but also, bleh, don't really care. Great. Yeah, you say that, but I feel like by the end of 2022, you'll have an X. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't help that my buddy works at, (laughs) he doesn't work at Walmart. Uh, the same friend that got me into legal, that's trying to get me into League of Legends, uh, works for Google. They have him stationed at a Walmart. I swear to God, this motherfucker Snapchats me once a week. He's like, "Hey, they have a Series X that got returned, and I can buy it for two fifty. Do you want it?" Literally, puts that shit in my face every fucking day, and I I have to fight like the I temptation said, off. It'll happen. It will happen, especially after tax season. Um, but I just think it's a testament <clears throat> to kind of the point. Like we just heard someone say it themselves. 
Xbox, Microsoft sold a console to our very own Austin Stevens simply because he can have Game Pass in his living room. Yeah. Motherfucker already has it on his PC. Yep, truly. He already has it on his PC. So he just sold that. I mean, that's that's just amazing because you're one person out of millions. And now going forward, even more who are going to buy consoles simply for Game Pass, especially now with the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Like, it's going to sell buku consoles that I feel like we can't even ascertain yet, truly. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel like that prediction um, <clears throat> that somebody made a couple of days ago that's been floating around on the internet saying that the PS5 will sell more consoles than the Xbox in 2022, I think that's really fucking stupid and just not true. Because I I, 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 I can only imagine, from, from what I have noticed, uh, 2021 was a super solid year for Game Pass. There were some absolutely incredible games put on there, and I can only see it just getting fucking better. And I would agree. I think <clears throat> I think in 2022, PlayStation still stands a chance. But going forward, I think that gap is going to become substantially smaller. For and sure. eventually, I, I think 2023, maybe uh, Xbox will finally oversell PlayStation. I, f- I feel like maybe PlayStation still has one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's a, I will say another thing I like about the Series S, like aside from gameplay, aside from performance, I... I just really like the look of it, man. It's just a small little box, and that's all it needs to be. It's just a small, tiny little box. It's not some gargantuan, super-sized me fucking Wi-Fi router like the PS5 is, and, like, it just looks clean on a shelf. It just looks good, and I appreciate the fuck out of that because I think my PS5 looks fucking hideous no matter where I put that motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of cute. I mean, that's... Sure. <sighs> yeah all right well that's it that's the show it's over yeah, we're done we're done we're done all right let's get to our picks oh. of the week and we'll get out of here God damn it there's more yeah uh so <laughs> my pick of the week is a video from a channel that seemingly just started last month called uh Kiefer's corner uh the the video in question is called the evil within netflix yeah netflix within netflix's <laughs> cowboy bebop uh this has over 40,000 views, uh, and it was launched December 26th, which is super fucking cool. I'm glad for that dude. He's uh, already on his way. Um, but the video breaks down in really nice uh, and thoughtful ways of why Cowboy Bebop Netflix does not work and how they neutered all of the characters and how like it just just how it isn't good. Um, and again, it's really thoughtful and it doesn't belabor its points by vicious, like fanboy attacks. Uh, I don't know. It's a really well edited video as well. Um, it's good stuff. Go check it out. Hell yeah. Uh, my pick of the week is a, an album slash DVD that you can purchase um, called Ending is the Beginning, and it is the Mitch Lucker Memorial Show. In 2012, there was a fucking deathcore band called Suicide Silence that was really starting to hit the peak of their of, of their quote-unquote fame. I say fame. No one in this genre is really famous. Nobody else fucking cares about them. But... um. <clears throat> They were really starting to hitting hit their stride, and they released an album that I felt like really 
put their foothold in the genre, and then they suffered a tragic loss. Uh, their vocalist Mitch Lucker passed away November 1st of 2012 in a drunk motorcycle accident. And so later that year, the band was kind of trying to figure out what to do, and they thought, okay, well, the best thing moving forward is to do whatever we can to support his daughter. And so they decided to play a show. Um, they decided to get 20 vocalists that either had toured with them or were personal friends with them and put on the most killer of a memorial show they possibly could with all proceeds going to uh, Mitch Lucker's daughter, Kennedy, for her college fund. And I just think that's really wholesome. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they have the entire thing available to be viewed on their YouTube channel. And from what I have read, all um, uh, ad revenue off of that video also goes strictly to her college fund. Um, and and it's, it's just such a cool thing to watch. The crowd was fucking insane the whole goddamn time. Um, lots of heavy hitting vocalists from bands in that genre. Like, uh, I had it pulled up and I lost it. So I'm going to look it up real quick again. Da, 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 da. Uh, people like Randy Blythe from Lamb of God and, and fucking Phil Bozeman of Whitechapel, Danny Worsnop of Asking Alexandria. All these vocalists came together to celebrate this man's career and celebrate his life. And it was fucking beautiful. It's an awesome show. It's available on YouTube for literally free. If you're into that kind of thing, go check it out. I, I think it's a wonderful little experience. Cool, cool. Last but not least, or maybe the least, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I talked about it already. Uh, I really, truly implore people to watch Arcane because at the end of the day, like I said, you do not have to be a League fan. Don't even go into it thinking of it uh, as League of Legends. Just go into it wanting to see probably the best piece of animation to come out in the past 10 years. Uh, no, just ever, dude. I don't know. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, it, it touched me on a way that I didn't think it would. Um, Gross. Had it had me pull, had my, this has been the worst episode. Uh, <laughs> definitely getting canceled after this. Dude, this one's been pretty fucking foul, man. We've had, um, I'm pretty sure I told people to try killing I, themselves in one episode. So we definitely, I, worse. I will say, uh, Jeff has vehemently requested that we use the uh cover art for this episode being the picture of austin in a bath with the toaster on the edge <laughs> but see i feel like i we told have him to reserve that for the toaster <sighs> shit. it's hard i do i don't know but it was funny as shit um but yeah just please please god try watching arcane because it's no. absolutely incredible and for everyone in the discord to unanimously agree on something that says a lot so um, check it out. It's fantastic. Cool, cool, cool. Hell yeah. All right. Well, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Hunting Pigs, and the Culture Pop family of content. Culture Pop is available on Twitter at Culture underscore Bop, on Instagram at Culture underscore Bop, and on the YouTubes. Just search Culture Pop. I am available on Twitter at the Bebop Man 182, on Instagram at Bebop Man 182, and on Twitch at the underscore Bebop Man, where I am now streaming three days a week. So get on it. Uh, yep. Dylan is available on Twitter at OMDizzy TV, on Instagram at OMDizzy, on Twitch at OMDizzy, on YouTube at OMDizzy, and now, as of last week, on TikTok at DYZ Mart. Dizzy Mart. 
Finally, er, and finally, Austin can be found on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. All right. And finally, if you're looking to support this podcast or any of the endeavors that we're undertaking as Culture Bob, then go to patreon.com slash culture Bob and toss us a pledge. We are offering some very cool perks, and once we start hitting our goals, even more content will be on its way. Uh, I want to do a special shout-out to our patrons for making this podcast possible. We have Justin, Wolf of Manhattan, Ruiz, Shreem, owner of a 1,000 NFT screenshots, Khan, Tawny, the Flying Dutchman, Sulman, Jeffrey, Lowe's will not be getting a contract scissor toe. Blake, <laughs> I hate good things, Graham. Lisa, some men just want to watch the world burn long. Sean, graffiti in the skate park, O'Keefe Jr. Bryn, spontaneous abandonment, Woodham. And Dylan, uh-oh, Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, did you like that? I did. I was fully anticipating not that not being there. That cracked me up. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, that's it. That's the end of our show. We need to get out of here. This is this was a long one, but it was a good one. I feel like this was a it was good a episode. Good, it was a good one. So much foul shit. <laughs> the only God, gets worse. so much. That's the fucking episode. So much foul shit. So now we have to top it next episode, Drew. Oh, no. I don't know if we can top this one. This one's... I don't think we should even remotely fucking try. What are you talking about? I don't know about you guys, but I'm definitely going to try. <laughs> oh. <laughs> next episode is going to get gross. Gross. Oh, God. Well, all right. Until next time, goodbye.